All right, welcome back to the Goat Parade. It's time for episode two. Side B. Side B. All right, we got new tunes to work with. Al, you brought in a tune. I brought in a tune. They're both kind of hot this week, too. A little yeah. different from, little bit, little from bit more the last, flavor than from the last first week. episode, yeah. And then we got a list. Uh, What's the it? list is funeral songs. Funeral songs. Also known as songs to play at your funeral, a.k.a. a funeral mixtape. Oh, that is dark. I love it. It's going to be very dark. It's going to be very enlightening to both of our senses of self-deprecation. <laughs> and uh, that's what people are listening for. I brought some sad ones. I brought some sad ones, too. Oh, good. I'm I glad just, we both went sad. I decided to take it a, in a little bit more of a comedic route as well. Not me. Because death is, like, really, really funny. Oh, I'm going right? to make it real. Yeah, it's because it's inevitable and it's sad, but also funny on that flip end. So. Right. I'm looking forward to laughing at your funeral. Yes, me too. Uh, who's going to die first, do you think? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, I'm much older than you. You're two years older than me, so you're hurtling towards death <laughs> yeah, at an exponential at rate. Much faster rate. Much faster rate. And uh, Tone Throne, we got the Zen Delay. From, and that is a collaboration. Erica Synths, yeah. Right. Um, it's quite a collaboration. We'll get all into it. It's it's a complicated collaboration. It but seems like it because it's Ninja one hell of a bunch. Yeah, Ninja the Tune. And they're a, they're a dance label. Right. right? And uh, one of the members who signed to that label from one of the artists, Cold Cut, made gotcha. this pedal basically it's a, a delay pedal with a ton of filter options cool yeah i just said dance label it like is I'm, a dance label like i mean I'm it's like it, I, years old. A ninja tune is a label correct it's, it's right. got yeah. like floating points right. and the bug a lot of but you would say like edm label or idm label right? idm is expired label. i think that's an expired term really yeah square pushers out of a job yeah i mean unless there's a new boards of canada album i don't think we're using idm you know right there's going to be one in 15 years well i'll gladly listen to me it me too all right and then for our interview portion we got travis shuttle of piebald coming piebald. through he's on tour coming through la right now opening for dashboard confessional oh my god i cannot wait two nights to at the wiltern it's going to be an interesting conversation see how that tour's been yeah, I'm sure it's been filled with uh, screaming infidelities. Oh, man. There's and hair everywhere. There is truly hair everywhere. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get into kinky. it. Uh, welcome back to the Go Parade. Back to the Goat Parade, episode two, with my co-host Al. Hi, hi, Cameron. Hey, how hi. you doing, Demetric? Yeah. Our beautiful, lovely, sultry-voiced post-punk king of Los Angeles, everybody. Oh, you're too kind, Cameron Demetric. Let's give him a round of applause. No, 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 no. I don't deserve it. Yes, you do. Thank you for tuning in again. I'm sorry if your mic sounded a little bit rough on the first episode. It was. I know people are going to think about that, so so well, I've let's already, just clear the air. With I've that already one. been hit up multiple times about it. Like I hey, think man, it was an XLR. Really, it was love, a real bummer. I really did what love, I could. Really love the podcast, but you sounded like a Charlie Brown adult. <sighs> right, that's yeah, what they sound a like. a little bit. Damn, but it's okay. I feel much clearer today. No, today's going to be a better day. I feel good about this. It's a good day. It's yeah, a brand. We got new some day. fresh tunes. We do have some fresh tunes. Yeah. Some, a couple February's more been good to odd us. choices, yeah. um, and you coming back to your very disgusting love, uh, unabashed love for oh, pop. Well, 
maybe a little, maybe a little this Just time. A little. Let's, yeah. let's do you first this time. It's your week. It's side B. Well, let's let's. Everybody knows in. you're the B side. Yeah, well, I am the B side, baby, because I'm the back side. Oh, wow. All right. Well, what do you got? What do you got? You got something that shocked me. Hold on, dude. I'm not ready to not, get to okay, the tunes geez. just yet. I just didn't some... want to do another 140 minute podcast. No, no, no. no. <laughs> and for everyone listening now who listened to the first episode, we, we are, were excited. We're we are so excitable um, as people in general, and we are very excited for that. So we're mm-hmm. sorry that it was Christopher Nolan length. Um, right. Actually, Chris called me and it said was one he wants, Gump. He wants to make that. it a trilogy. So Christopher Nolan wants to make this podcast a trilogy. Well, the second one should be good if we know anything about his. If trilogy. we know it right, even so, though I was more, I was more of a Batman right Begins guy. Oh, I was an OG. Let's okay. Let's not get into that. I was listening to the first episode, and your voice is so identifiable and unique in that like long. I thought I sounded nervous. It's been a while since I've done the podcast. I was no, like, man, I, I sound a little bit off my game. I'm, I'm, I'm no, freaking you got, here. You got the talking stick, dude. It's, <sighs> it is written in your DNA. You sound great. Well, thank um, you. And our last, we have a podcast where we can talk about how great we sound. Bro, mm. if, if, oh. We're famous now, Cameron. <laughs> so. If you're famous and you can't plug yourself at every given opportunity, then what's the fame for? That's true. Um, I was talking to Britt, our first guest on the first episode. Britt Witt. Britt Witt, everybody. I hope you listen to that because there's a lot of information. She was so great. A lot of information packed into that. If you didn't listen to it, go back and listen to it right now. Pause this one. Go back and listen to the first one, and we'll see you in two and a half hours because that's how long the first episode was. It's good, though. But Britt was also commenting... That you sound incredible, that your voice translates so well for radio, and that all she has to do, or all any person has to do, if they want to feel a little rumbling in their tummy, is put on the Go Parade podcast, well, hook see, up a subwoofer, turn that thing all the way <laughs> up, and then sit the fuck down on it and watch and see what happens. I listen to a lot of serious XM. Mm. It's in my Jeep. Uh, so I listen right. to a lot of XMU and their announcers are the best cause, cause they're like new school, but they still have a little era that old, like for example, Julia Cunningham, she's always like, that's featured off their latest album entitled. And like, there's just those right. long pauses w- between everything and the it's type just of punctuation and it's delay. just soothing. It is very soothing. Yeah. Should we do more pauses? Uh, no, the, I don't want to do it exactly like them cause it almost renders cheesy you know i want to want us to feel like we're talking here but i feel like we're both pretty cheesy well yeah like do you hear how my voice kind of slips if you want to hear cheesy wait till we get to my tune oh man i listen to it i'm not happy about it (laughs) oh yes um just to let everyone know too cam and i obviously talk about what we're going to talk about to a certain degree and we send each other our songs before we get in the room Mm -hmm. and this is the second time in a row that cam has sent me the tune and said you're going to hate me for this one. <laughs> Last week, that Porches song was great. Yeah, um, it is great. This week, I do hate you for this one, oh, so I can't so wait excited. to talk about it. The most polarizing band I love right now. It's just like when I used to love Coheed. Right? Uh, not used to. I, I do love, still Co- love Coheed. Co- old Coheed. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah, you, you are easily peggable as a Coheed No, from, that's oh, not dude, true. From I'm not walking around with away, any baby. comic books or anything. What are you talking no, about? No, that's, I don't, okay, uh, even though they were inspired by graphic novels and comic books and, inspired. and artists. The whole, such, uh, the the whole, whole project, thing, oh, right. don't make a Coheed okay, fan go okay, off. All right, don't. never mind. Sorry, guys. I'm going to retract everything I just said. Maybe we even edit that out because I don't want any Coheed in this. What? Yeah. That was not part of the... You're going to co-host this podcast. There's going to be some Coheed. Dude, if you want to talk about Coheed, 
it'll be Coheed and Slambria because I am just going to fucking beat down <laughs> everything you bring my way. You um, want to listen to your tune? No, I want to ask. I want to listen to it. I want to listen to it too. But let's let's settle in real quick. Okay. Um, what happened to you this week musically? Anything fun? Um, working on uh, the project Giant Waste of Man. I also have a Which secret a project, but uh, uh, it's we not can't really, talk about. Yeah, we can't talk about that. Uh, we'll talk. We'll maybe have your secret project on. I was as thinking a guest. maybe maybe I could get them on. I'm not sure. You guys are going to unfold the mystery of what Cam does in his <sighs> his off time here. If you continue to listen and share and subscribe to the Go Parade 2.0, yeah. but um, let's what about talk you? about what about you. Well, I want to talk about Giant Waste of Man because okay. that's. Uh, one of Cam's bands, right. of, of whom I really love, and you guys are about to track a new record. I, we we're, are getting ready. We're to... in your rehearsal room right now. Yep. I'm looking at the new song list taped up to the wall. Still in the writing process, but uh, it's going well. Um, probably start tracking it in late April is the goal. And where, where are you thinking of tracking that? Uh, right now we're looking at a studio north of San Francisco in Stinson Beach. It's mm. beautiful. So we're hoping to spend a week up there, but you know, it all depends. Uh, you know, on the if if a bigger client wants to rent it over us and has more money, we lose it. And everyone else is a bigger client, and right. everyone else has like more Fakers money. had a hold on it about four years ago. Yeah, and Feist came in and oh, cool. scooped that right away from us. That and, little known Canadian artist, right, made an album called Pleasure. Well, I can't wait to hear the new Giant Waste of Man record because the record that you put out, what was that record called? The Politics of, of Loneliness. Loneliness. Yeah, great record. Uh, you and Ben, Ben Haywood, yep. uh, wrote that. Um, and you're both very talented people, and I can't wait for new dynamics to come about. Yeah, speaking of Ben, he uh, his other project, Q Unq. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you, you're, you're a I've fan. I've heard Q, yeah. Uh, they just released a new video. They just released a new album called Big Time. Cool. Which uh, I've been a big fan. I've been spinning a lot of. Um, but they just released a new video. It's on Buzzbands right now. Great. It's fantastic, too. Made by the guys in Daisy. You know the band Daisy? Of course. Fantastic yeah. local band. Uh, so, yeah, check that out. I'm glad we're finally sure. talking about local music. Yeah, you, I was like, oh, yeah, this is what towards. we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, this, we, right. we, we're supposed to be lifting up our friends. Well, luckily, there's been music going on. There's been a little bit of local That's traction true. going on. That's yeah. very true. It's going to be a good year, I think. It's starting off maybe yeah. a little slow, but there's going to be a lot of local musicians featured on yeah. this podcast. You just went and saw Jagged Baptist Club. I did, we, which of whom we talked about yeah. last week because we Britt did with Britt. is their manager. How was the show? show was insane, um, but... In the pit, song three, they started playing Change Today, Start Feeling Good, uh, which great is a song. great song if you haven't listened to that by Jagged Baptist Club. And the pit was going, quote unquote, pit. There was seven people awkwardly dancing in this pit. <laughs> right. One guy was aggressively skanking. The other guy was there doing like the hardcore elbow throw. Uh -huh. There's a couple people trying to go like 80s punk on it too, but, you know, as... As we all know, the unwritten rules of the mosh pit, if you fall down, you have to help Everybody someone. Helps yeah, someone yeah. It's yeah. unity. Strength exactly. in the pit. For strength it's all about, in the motherfucking all about unity. Anyways, two females got into a physical altercation in the middle of the pit okay. during song three of the Jagged Baptist Club. A so real altercation. A real altercation, and no one knew what was happening in a, until it was much too late because pits are kind of confusing in their appearance. Yeah. And this... One of the, uh, I'll say the assailant and the victim, because there were two very specific roles, but the assailant 
threw a punch at said victim and it accidentally hit her 65-year-old mother in the face. So the victim brought her 65-year-old mother, which is fucking cool, yeah, to a punk show. Like, cool you mom. Know, dude, super cool mom, yeah. super cool kid, super cool scene to see. Like, yeah, oh, you know, like... The Factory's an awesome place to see a show. Factory you know? downtown is yeah. what we're speaking of. Yeah, yeah I mean, I would, I, would, I would be stoked if my mom wanted to come see a show at the Factory. Absolutely. Me too, although but she I would don't want her to get her. I, I don't want to get her punched in the no, face. definitely not. not so that kind of killed the vibe of the night. Jagged kept playing. It was oh, a great set otherwise, but various... It, it's just such a sad scene to see because... You know, if you're over the age of whatever and you're going to a punk show in a warehouse downtown, you already get kudos points for that. You're yeah. still being young at heart or like, you know what, fuck it, dude. I'm going to go hang out with a bunch of 30-year-old stoners in the third floor, you know, factory or, you know, warehouse room of some like downtown venue. So it was sad. Yeah. It was definitely sad to see. That happened to me this week, musically. Um well, it sounds like the show was good, except for the incident. But the show was great. That does put a cloud on the whole event. Mm -hmm. A lot of people actually filtered out after that because yeah. it kills the vibe. Uh, if you're listening out there and you're in a pit, remember, if someone falls down, pick them up. And I if mean, a fight happens, please break it the fuck up immediately. A lot of modern punk artists are saying you know, at their shows, if you're going to mosh and you're going to hurt someone, we're just not going to have moshing. Like... It's sad that it has to come to that. I, I mean, one of my favorite punk bands, not local, but um, Canadian punk band, Pup. Pup another, right. That's one of my my favorite album of last year, uh, Morbid Stuff. It was incredible. But they just got so big, so yeah. fast. And, and that draws a whole new crowd to your shows as and well. And they just have such big crowds, and some of them get kind of jockey. For and, sure. And uh, they just have to, but they're, they're a band just like, I imagine what Jagged did, that always stopped. They see it. Yeah, no. They stop it. Well, they, they stop stopped, playing. And they, they finished st the song because they had no fucking idea what was going right. on. Again, no one did. It looked maybe like a complicated pit, right. if you will. But they stopped. They stopped the set after the song was done, so everyone could kind of recoup. Security could take the assailant out of the building, so on and so forth. Right. But it still, it was such a fucking rad start to the set and everyone was so hyped that it That's immediately such a bummer. it's such a bummer man what a waste love your pit neighbor love thy brothers and sisters never do that at a punk show take arms it around each other people arms around each other let's Come hug yeah. yeah yeah always okay now we can get into the all songs. right I, that was a good story that i feel a, good yeah yeah we're doing yours first okay because i'm side b i'm right. a side b yeah. master I'm the MC, sad B, MC, motherfucker. Tell me Don't how you step. found this song. I I did not see this song coming. Oh, what's <laughs> Who funny? is this person? So I apparently do all of my Spotify discovery while pooping in the morning. Right. This We're going to go back to pooping. This is on the first episode. Right. Um, I, found, I actually cut out one part about you pooping because it was the second part about you pooping. I, I talk about pooping a lot. So I cut one out. So there's there's one that stayed in the first episode. Okay, cool. Yeah, so this worry. is my third poop conversation. Uh, yeah, second they're going to I poop a lot. I really enjoy it. Big fucking deal. Yeah, we all no, have our I things. I love pooping. We all have our love things. Pooping. Um, so I was on the toilet again, and I was going through... Spotify Discovery, and uh, this song came on, and I did absolutely no research on mm -hmm. this group, which I love. I know nothing about this group. I know this song. I haven't listened to any other songs, which I like. It's the mystery to me, mm -hmm. and I can't wait to slowly evolve 
with them into their catalog. Have right. No sometimes idea. you hear a you hear a group and you just hear a song you like, and that's all you need for a little while. That's you all don't you even need. you don't even look into it. And I've been listening to the song on repeat since I discovered it maybe a week ago. Um, and I can't wait to actually investigate and see what's going on. The group mm. is called BC Camp Light. B is in boy, C is in camp, mm. Camp Light. BC, BC Camp Light. Camp Light. Know nothing else about them, but what catches me about the song as we're about to listen to is the severe tempo changes between parts, right. which I've never written and I've always wanted to, and that's always kind of been a thing as a songwriter for me. Like, I wonder when... I'm going to get comfortable enough or bold enough or brave enough or have an idea that works um, to the point where I can do a severe tempo change. I've never done that before. Right. You probably have being the oh, post-punk king tempo. of Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, the sultry-voiced post-punk king of Los Angeles. No, I love a good tempo change, but this is this is a little bit more than just a tempo change. It is. It's, 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 it's a song like, change. Yeah, it, yeah, it's... but. I listen to this, Do you mind if I, I tell mm-hmm. you a little bit how I feel about the song before we play it? Please. Um, I, I started to understand it as I heard it because uh, I, I did look into him a little bit. He's a singer-songwriter. I can't remember his name exactly, but it's his initials are BC. Oh, okay. It's a complicated name. Okay. I, I, I hate I the name. It. I hate the moniker. Can't stand it. Uh, but he is an older... He's 41, and he... Um, Gross. He's making this, like, mid... Uh, like midlife crisis album, it seems like. Oh, cool! Like Just like what we're doing, <laughs> right? All the time. No, it's great, and there's a ton of diehard references in the song. No way. There's a ton of them. Right. There's, so, like, it's a hilarious amount. Yeah, it's a hilarious amount, and uh, really, what it's going. It, the song's called "Back to Work," right? And it feels like the two parts of it. There's like his, which kind of what we go through as musicians. There's the creative side of his life, and the verses. And then it falls into that chugging back to work, and that's like the monotonous nine to five, or you know. See, that's how I picked up you, on it too, and like, I think that's what. Caught and you, he goes yeah. back to work, and he does his job, and then he goes back into his creative. He's back like, into his creative mode. Yeah, because it, it's, it's hard. It's, it's a beautiful song. Dude, I duo- really love and, it. And speaking of the duality of those two things, are very strange and yeah. contradictory to one another. So yeah, and two, it feels that way. It, it's yeah. amazing how he captured this this feeling of you know, the monotonous work that you have to do because that, that part feels like it has to be there. Yeah, And it's it just does. interrupting the it feels, beauty. Right, it feels sluggish and yeah. like laborious and, yeah. you know, very tedious sometimes because it repeats as well, this back-to-work quote-unquote chorus, if yeah. you will, which we're about to I feel hear. Yeah, I feel like we should play it because we're describing it so let's much. Let's play it. Yeah, let's get into it. This is BC Camp Light. The song is called Back to Work. Yes, sir. I am almost through, but you die 
What a cool song. Yeah. Uh, BC Camp Light. So you dug into their material a little bit? Uh, no, well. just, just kind of looked at like the Spotify bio when I listened to that, after I listened to that song, because I was very interested about where it was going or where where <laughs> any of that came from. Where the project originated yeah. even from. It looks like he's got a couple albums um, releasing a new album this year. Cool. So that's a single from the new album, yeah. I would imagine. Yep. Um, so many Very John cool McClane references. Yeah, there really is. And There's you're a, a huge Die Hard 2 fan, right? <laughs> you're a massive Die Hard 2 fan. I don't even know if I knew I was until he said it. In the beginning of that song, he said he's like watched it 38 times now, or he's like yeah. watching Die Hard 2 for the 38th time or something like that. Well, the the line, yippee ki I'm a yeah. blood sucker. Like, if you can write a song with a line nestled so perfectly as a golden goose egg, yeah. In it is, and then the ending verse where he's talking to his mother. Yeah, about, about uh, how he's mom, 40. I want to kill myself, and she says, "You're forty-one. You're forty. Isn't it time, time to, to stop go. that shit?" And he says, "By the way, mom, I'm forty-one." <laughs> yeah, like uh, back to that inherently aware brand or blend of songwriting that we were kind of talking yeah, about totally. in in episode one as well. I think you and I are going to have themes for what we bring in. Yeah. Um, which brings us to your next song, and I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to go ahead and give you the podium here to defend yourself defend in, my, in I, your song choice. Go I ahead and tell even, the tell the eager defended. people tell the eager people what you're about to play. I haven't been accused of anything. I'm accusing you on air. Well, accuse me, and then I'll defend myself. Okay. I think, even though I love a lot of their catalog, that songs like this by bands such as the 1975 oh, yes. are silly remnants of a Britpop age gone by. Go ahead, Cam. Let's okay, hear it. Let's that's hear the, about... That's the accusation. That's Sure. And All that, right. That's fresh out the kitchen. That it just feels good to be the, the defendant. Here we go. All right. So I love the 1975. I do too. And I'm going to go ahead and just give you that history. <laughs> give it to me. All right, so I found the 1975 in 2000, had to be 12, maybe 13. I found their sex EP on Spotify. It was right when Spotify first did like new releases yeah, and uh, was featuring bands. And I heard the song Sex and, I'm, and I, I, I had that whole thing that happens when, you know, when you're when worried you about poser music. culture, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you had that guard up, you know, I was right. like, I like should this, I like but this? I should not. And I, I saw the video like and I was like, Okay, it's a bunch of young Brits, and the song is like pop punkish, and the lyrics are kind of like sexy. But like, I I should I have my guard up. Yeah, and I was just like, I couldn't stop listening. Because you're to from it. the Pacific Northwest, you grew up on Modest Mouse right. and like very strange pseudo shred. But metal I also grew up music. in like a pop punk culture right. warp tour, mm -hmm. like so. I have to, you know, balance it. <laughs> well, this is a severe tipping of the scales. Right. I so wouldn't call for a this while. A balance. I felt it was like it was like an attraction that I ignored. Right. Like they were releasing more singles. They released their first album. I liked a lot of it, but I was closeted about it. It was a fetish. You it, couldn't tell anyone about it. Right? And then their second album came out with that ridiculous name, and I just what I, was the name of that second record? I I hate, I hate that I'm saying this, but the name of the second 1975. I know album you know is, it. I know it's tattooed on your body. Somewhere. I love it when you sleep because you are so beautiful yet unaware of it. <sighs> Can you put some reverb on that sigh that I just did into <laughs> no, the I microphone? Won't. No, as the defendant, no. Uh, and then, so I ignored all that, but I think there was actually some good songs on that, but I, I, was, I cut the cord you know, yeah. of, of the guilty pleasure that I thought they were. 
And then when they started releasing singles for their third album, which came out in 2018, uh, a brief inquiry into online relationships. Okay. Uh, I was like, shit, I like all title. these. I like all these songs again. Felt like the first time around, except it was different. I was like, these are actually really good. These so are, you believe that they have matured and? Or, I mean, yeah. I mean, Maddie Healy, the, the, the singer. The he's he's thirty, thirty one now. Like, uh, yeah. he's he's you know he's and, our age, old as fuck. Right. And right. but he's doing a lot. You know, they're 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 a socially conscious, aware band. You know, they're trying. They're they're doing a lot that they're they're trying to do for like the Me Too movement for right. like global warming issues. So they're I mean they're trying. And Which a lot of bands also that have that kind of, you know, young, still young and still very popular. Judge if I if I may approach the bench here. Uh, well, let case, me finish this okay. history. All right. I was going to so, say uh, yeah. you win already. I was going to go ahead and just throw out the charges <laughs> and dismiss everything and no, say No, no, we'll get to the song okay, and then you can right, charge me again. Right, okay. Well, the, that album was fantastic. It was almost perfect. It was my favorite album in 2018. Um, there's a, it's a little long. All their albums are a little long. Uh, uh, you know what else is a little long? These podcasts. <laughs> so it makes sense. Continue. All right. So, so new singles for this new album they've had. This is their third proper single, or mostly second. They've released three songs. This is their second single, Me and You Together song. The first song was People, and it was which a is incredible. Little punk ripper. It was badass. If you haven't heard People by 1975, which came out what a few months ago, yeah, four um, months ago, or November maybe. Okay, great, super awesome prog post punky ripper kind of tune. Yeah, really fucking rad track. And then uh, to counteract that, the 180 of that because they do that, they do a lot of genres, and and a lot of them they stick. I think not yeah. all of them, but. This one is kind of more unexplored, but it reminds me of a lot of different, you know, Brit pop, but with a little dash of shoegaze type of thing going right. into it. And uh, it's called Me and You Together Song. And it's, I, I got a quote, I got a quote, this this uh, this writer, her name's Eve Barlow, mm -hmm. and I saw on Twitter, she said the perfect thing about it. I, I'm going to misquote her, but she said to the effect that, it sounds like a song missing from the Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. That also makes sense. I can see that. And I was like, that. That, is, that nails exactly how this song makes the me feel. The cheekiness just feels like pulp, too. The band right. pulp, you know, which is always like the underdog and the Brit pop. It feels sector. like you've heard this song a million times the first time you've heard, you hear it, but, yeah. or you've already heard it, you know. Um, but it also is a bit of a grower. Like, I didn't love it at first. It's not a each, shower. That's a grower. No, like people. People was a shower. This one's the grower. Okay, cool. But I think uh, it grew on me. Well, I can't hoping. wait for it to grow on me in about 10 years <laughs> after I listen to it maybe three more times. Let's jump into it. This is 1975. <laughs> me and you together song. Al, this one's for you. Can't wait. Oh, 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 
okay, Cam. I liked it. I the liked 1975 the 1975. I threw out the case, Judge. Song. The accusations. It's a nice song. It's yeah. fun. No, you're right. It is There's a There's a great song. video to it, and it's like kind of feels like a 90s throwback. Like, I can't hardly wait. Right. Feeling like little kids, Absolutely. teens partying. And I follow Maddie Healy on in- Instagram, and he posts photos from behind the scenes, and like the two main characters in the video fell for each other. It's beautiful. That's incredible. Just, that never happens. Uh, it's so That's that cute. Hollywood story. Oh, my God. That's going to happen to us. Cute. One of these days with the record deal, but uh, that record deal coming. Just gotta go back into Guitar Center. <laughs> hey, where's your record it? deal section? A <laughs> uh, little throwback to the first episode. Um, I really did like that song, though, Cam. You know, I I obviously inflate my critique on uh, in these exchanges to be able to have a little bit more talking points yeah. a little bit of on-air friction which i'm sure the fans love at this point there's going to be a will they or won't they moment with right. us no, sooner yeah. or later we'll, we'll get in there. you don't need to tell everybody everybody's just going to know they're going to pick that up yeah, on their own. Pick that up. yeah maybe i just S- ruined that subtext um but i really did like that song and you were saying as we were playing this song that you're a sucker for bass lines like that. Tell me. Well, tell the me end exactly of that song, they do that classic walk down. Doom, 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 you know. The descending line. Yeah. yeah. It, like to me, it made me feel that uh, replacements left of the dial. Absolutely. The that has that. Uh, there's a lot of great songs that have that little walk down there at the end. But I'm a sucker for that one. That's me too. A, that's a move I like. Also, what's interesting with the descending scale in American culture is that through pop music and everything, we've been conditioned to believe that a descending scale as such is a sad or lonely or nostalgic or reminiscent thing, mm-hmm. right? Like most of the songs we listen to with a descending scale, whether it be any type of arrangement or instru- uh, instrument, we think, oh, that makes me think of fonder times or right. that makes me think about a recent death. It's funny because I've done some research on that, and in other cultures, the descending scale is actually a celebratory thing. Makes sense. So you could go to Thailand, and at a uh, celebration of life, it, feels it would warm. be all sad descending scales. Right? Yeah, but it's more. I think that's why a lot of times I think songs are you know warm or like stony even, right. and people are like this song's sad. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. well, that's just you and I too. Right? You right. know, like we're both. And that's gonna that's gonna come up in this list coming up. By the way, well, it's gonna, yeah. I mean, this. I list. mean, I hope you're ready to get sad with me. I'm really sorry that I picked this. As I the love list that you this picked week. this. Okay, I've been, cool. Do you want to get into the list? Yeah, why not? Let's jump into it because yeah. again, if you're listening and if you listen to the first episode. The two and a half hour long episode. We're gonna try to. Are we gonna try to rein things in today? We're yeah, we try should. To cut it down but it bit. is. It is a long list. So it I, is a I long list. And there's right plenty to it. talk about. You ready for uh, this? Let's hit it. All right, it's the side BMC Al Moore coming at you. Don't step to me. Here's the next list for episode two. Right. Funeral mixtape. Here we go, dude. Uh, you didn't say you're gonna rap. I didn't, I didn't uh, but uh, that's the first one's on the house, oh, homie G. Well, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so this list, and there's a there's a few different ways to approach this too. Mm. We've all had the thought. I mean, we're all as humans pretty death obsessive because it's the inevitability of living, right? Right. We're gonna hit that threshold. We're gonna go to the great gig in the sky. At some point. Oh, that would have been a good one. That would have been a good one. I did think about Pink Floyd's Great Gig in the Sky for this, but it was <laughs> way too easy. Um, we all obsess over death because we can't avoid it, and we all have different ways of approaching that and compartmentalizing it and feeling mm-hmm. comfortable with it, so on and so forth. Yes. 
I think a great way to compartmentalize death is to consistently have a like a a running updating list of of songs that you would have on a funeral mixtape. And I'm sure this idea has been touched before. Yeah, uh, I know they're like. People I've been put, meaning to put this list together, you know, just in you, general, I think in case I die. It's more important thing. to me than a will, mostly because I don't have much money. I think, <laughs> weird, dude. As a retired musician, you don't have much money. I the pers- BMI checks keep getting it, smaller. smaller and smaller. <laughs> I got one for like seven cents the other day. I don't even want to talk about it. They're like, cash this. The <laughs> paper that the check was printed on has cost more. It, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, I think that we all think about this to a certain degree, no matter who you are, no matter who's listening right now, and no matter you know what you're going through in your life, so on and so forth, I personally believe that we all, a couple of times a day, a week, a month, a year, hear a song and think, I want that played at my funeral. Yeah, absolutely. I think that happens to everyone. And it changes. Like I noticed I, I had some songs that I had thought about before, and then when I'm, ma- I'm making this list, I was like, no, no, no longer do I want those songs on there. And believe me, it was a crazy list because I approached it so many different ways. Yes, which like, you should. I, I, I approached it in a... <laughs> You know, at first I approached it, I'm like, okay, my funeral's going to have, you know, some of my favorite songs that people know are my favorite songs. To describe and I'm like, you as a person or like your top 10? And I'm like, no, like maybe songs that, you know, I'd play at a party or something like right. LCD Sound System, All My Friends, right, or Wolf Parade, I'll Believe Anything. And then oh, I'm like, both no. Both good choices for And I'm like, list. no, absolutely not. Nobody's right. nobody's yes. dancing. Nobody's happy. <laughs> right. Because I also DJ. Yeah. I DJ vinyl and I DJ at these bars and I have I have all these vinyl that I buy that I love that are albums that are just sad as hell. And I can't bring those to a DJ set. So I'm like, this is the first time. My death is where I have I get to make get everyone to listen to the sad bastard Basically music. Basically emo night at a yeah. funeral. Yeah. Um and I get to coordinate to, the whole thing. It's it was fun. I think that's one way to approach it is the like my favorite songs that everyone knows I listen listen to countlessly, ceaselessly, time and time again. Yeah. That's one way to approach it. Another way to approach it is like I want people to know the embodiment of Al Moore right. or Cam Demetric. I want. I like, thought about that too. This is going to be almost more of a like philosophical or literary journey through lyricisms and arrangements where people are going to know who I was. I feel like in, I peppered in that in, but it, I didn't want to overarch that Absolutely. because yes. nobody listens to lyrics but me and you. A, precisely. I mean, are you guys even listening to this out there right now? Are they listening? They're not listening. Third way to approach it would be something more as a scene from a movie. You know, like you, you're, you're picturing your funeral, you're picturing the people that might be there dependent on when you're going to die, future lovers, past lovers, family members, whatever. You're picturing your funeral like a young princess is picturing her wedding day. Yeah. And you really want to take people on a journey um, where there's a bunch of highs and lows and surprises, maybe not a full embodiment of who you are, but more so a very cinematic moment of like bringing people together or dividing them mm-hmm. in the same room together. And I peppered a little bit of that into my okay. list as well. So no. let's jump Mostly into I it. Was this like, is if you're gonna, this is gonna make you cry, and they're also gonna really? be like, like while you're crying, you might be like, you know what, this is a really good song. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still DJing. I think a lot of people are probably going to add these songs to their funeral mixtape yeah. when we're done. Do you want to? Do you want to go first, or you want me to go? Uh, I want to give you the mic. Oh boy! I want to give you the fucking mic. 
Well, I'm going to grab my notebook over here. You should, and I'm uh, not going to look at it just like I didn't look at it last week because oh I did. I, I don't want this to be ruined. But since we're doing, since it's side B, it's my turn for funeral mixtape. This is my choice. I want you to be the first. Kick us off, baby. Okay. So ten tracks, right? Ten tracks. That's a, um, this I is also my funeral wa- mixtape. Should we do them sequentially? Should we go track one through ten? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, you cool. gotta have the yeah. You gotta have. The do you want to do your full album first, and then I'll do my? I feel full like album? if you yeah, I feel like otherwise you'd be interrupting my. That's album. true. Let's do that. Well, do I'm that. gonna interrupt your album. You gonna interrupt Anyways. my funeral? Yeah, yeah. Of course I am. Speak <laughs> now or forever hold your peace. Let me just before I jump into my one through ten, uh, have some some crazy ones that did not make it. Okay, let's uh, go over those first. Um, <laughs> will you be there? Michael Jackson okay. from Dangerous, uh, the Free Willy song. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> <laughs> with about nine key days. Took me a second do, for do, that to settle do, in. Do, 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 yeah. do, wow. Do, 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 do. Is that the song that plays as Free Willy is jumping over the little boy? I don't remember. His fist up in the air, I which don't is remember. Uh, uh, coincidentally the cover of the VHS of Free Willy. Yeah. Okay. God, epic cover. What no a wonder cover. that movie sold. Maybe that should be, we should do. We should do a duo group together and have our album cover be like, like us with our fists up in the air and a whale jumping over us. Oh, man, that'd be great. So, How has nobody used that? Yeah, it's, well, it's sitting right there ready. Can we edit that out so no one steals this idea? Nobody's going to steal it. You're right. No one's listening. <laughs> All right. What's another crazy one? Well, Left fielder. That's the craziest one. The rest of just kind of, you know, like I didn't include any of the big ones I love, like I'll Believe in Anything or All My Friends. Um, I almost included I'm So Tired, Fugazi. Oh, okay. I thought you were about to say Beatles. No, uh, Fugazi, I'm so tired. But it didn't have enough relevance, and it's just kind of a downer. Well. But it's supposed to be a downer, but it was just a downer. It right. didn't have enough relevance. There was no there was no redemptive quality of, yeah. like, this is a downer, but also, like, a zenith of, of an entire focal point of my life. Right. Right. But I knew I would start track one with a Pink Floyd song. I just knew it. Okay. And I thought maybe... Track one, side one is... Track a, one, side one. I okay. was thinking... I was looking into, you know, you Breathe do, in the Air. You didn't do Great Dark Side of the Moon. Guy? No, I was from Dark Side of the Moon, track one, or track two officially, uh, breathe. breathe in the Air. Yeah. I thought it would start off the festivities right, and then I decided, no, I'm going to take track one to be my from my favorite Pink Floyd album, Animals. Animals, track which one is, is the only... Pigs on the Floyd. Wing. Oh, wow. Part one is going to be track one. This is the Open the Doors to My Funeral... Open casket. I'm in a suit. You can walk right in. Minute thirty. That's a deep cut. That's a deep Floyd cut to use well, as your track one side one. Perfect. I think it's and I think it also leads into your funeral with a little bit of ambiance and abstractness. Right. Like, I want to keep it a little mysterious. Even, you do because you're a very mysterious person. The <laughs> sultry voiced post punk king of Los Angeles, <laughs> which is that's my third or fourth time saying. That. Yeah, it's I do. I'm, I'm getting time. more. I can't believe you know how to say it every time. It just comes right off the tongue. Uh, track two. Tr- quickly going to move into there. I, I imagine there'd be about a nine to ten second crossfade on these. You're not going to go right into it. No, I'm. I'm having the songs crossfade. Oh, a little okay. Bit. I've checked them. All right. Uh, nine was, to ten seconds. Yeah, I want a good crossfade on okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So okay. nothing. There's no lulls. Gotcha. Uh, track two is going to be Angelus by Elliot Smith. I don't know. I'm familiar with that song. Oh, it's it's on either or. <laughs> okay. And oh, it is just. Beautiful, beautiful song. That's when we get the tears wrong because we want to start to get the tears wrong. Since I'm unfamiliar with it, can you tell me a line from the song that you feel it's is a, relevant to the funeral? So glad to meet you, Angelus. I can't sing. Like okay, Elliot that's Smith, beautiful. But, <laughs> no, that that was really nice. But you sounded exactly like beautiful Smith guitar picking and and just the story of Los Angeles and gotcha. all the demons inside of it, and it's just 
it's going to get the tears not maybe not flowing but bubbling up in the eyelids okay you know? so two so you want first okay first tune abstract second tune tears bubbling right third tune here third we go tune, track three we're going to remind them that there's some triumph to this life that okay. this life i let right i gotta have and a little you did triumph a bunch of cool it. shit you there's had a great a podcast you had great friends like Elmore. Right. Right. right that's mostly what they're talking about right probably and so we put on a little hopa pola See okay. Rose. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that. Oh, just epic, huge song. That's really massive. Get the waterfalls going. or, or, or And, and or, can you imagine like in a marble cathedral? Because like, that's where your right, funeral is exactly. going to be, right? Um, probably, probably Barcelona. Okay. I imagine. Barcelona. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, something nice. Yeah, something very nice. A yeah. destination funeral. <laughs> that's, uh, that's where these people are going. a destination They know the playlist wedding. is going to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why waste your money on that shit? Right. You can do Let's a go funeral. see my friend die in Barbados. Yeah. In just case there's a dry eye in the house by the end. There's of not Hopopola. at the end of that at the end of that track. Any uh, cigarros track. There's not a dry eye. We're gonna go into Passenger Seat by Death Cab for Cutie. Okay, good choice. Ugh. Nice track four. Ben Gippard on the piano, just really you know bringing out those tears. <laughs> Let's lead into that real quick. I was putting this list together last night, and of course, so if you're a bro with not great or. A, a music taste that doesn't have a lot of depth mm-hmm. and you're thinking about songs about death and you're like you kind of hang out in indie circuits you know and like you listen to some like indie radio and whatnot you're going to pick death cab for cuties i will follow you into the dark no. yes you are if you're if if you're again like someone who kind of flirts song does nothing does, it me. does nothing for me either but it's so apparently about death right. and i think there's not a lot. I didn't of even what, think about that. How on the nose that song it's is. It's way too on the nose. And I feel like if you have like a a, a burgeoning taste for that's something one of those that might songs be considered that make indie. me think of like the college dorm room kid yeah. picking up a guitar and you're like, oh no, and like exactly. at a party and he's just like, right. It's our like, generation's oh, Wonderwall. It's our generation's Crash by Dave Matthews. Yeah. It's our like it's the it's the it's the song that the bro asshole plays at the campfire yeah. when he picks up the guitar. Right. Yeah. So I'm uh, glad you didn't pick that tune. No, I'm glad you picked Passenger, passenger Seat, seat. Oh, track yeah. four. Okay, yeah. so more more sobbing. Right, Hell this, this is a tears. big sob. Okay. Big sob. And then I'll pick it up a little bit, a little more triumph, but mostly just a little bit of sway here with Jesus, etc. by okay. Wilco. Cool. Track five. Great song, even though I'm Un- not a huge Wilco fan. Best lyrics, though. Just yeah. perfect Tweety was lyrics. a great writer. Yeah. He is a great writer. Yeah. So uh, that's side A. We're going on to side uh, B now. Yeah. Somebody flips the record. This one's a little bit of a cheesy one, a little wait. bit of a fun one. Oh it's God, a little wait. bit oh, just, it this me, is Daddy. the twist. Uh, the Book of Love. Wow. The Magnetic Fields. Wait for it. Peter Gabriel cover. What? <laughs> wait. <laughs> this exists. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're telling me Peter Gabriel covered the Book of Love. Absolutely. By the Magnetic Fields, yeah. which I believe was off of 69 Love Songs, yep. right? Which Absolutely. is an incredible... It's one of the best songs on that, on that album of incredible songs. Dude, it's just, just so all, many. Every song on that yeah. double album is... Or is it a triple album? Is it a quadruple, quadruple album? I mean, it's 69, 69 songs. They're all like two minutes yeah, long. They're, they're, short. they're all good. They're all so good. But wait, hold on. <laughs> Stopping side B on Cam's funeral mixtape for a second to talk er. about this 
Peter Gabriel cover of a magnetic field song. I'm a massive P. Gabe's guy. Yeah. Massive P. Gabe. I had he- his cover of Heroes at first in this is, spot. Yeah. And then I'm like, it's too Stranger Things. Stranger Things ruined the song. So I went with the Book of Love one, even though it's, it's not even the best cover, but it's just the fact that it's Peter Gabriel covering, covering the magnetic Book of Love. fields. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So it was like Which that is good incredible. Enough? Yeah. Um, so that, that'll get them going again. And if they're not crying, they're going to be gushing. I'm, I am bawling at right. this point. Track I, seven, Runaway. By the national. Wow. Do you think I was going to say Kanye? <laughs> I thought you this just hear whole that? thing was going Ding. to be a Kanye mix. Ding. <laughs> At a funeral. We got you. You're such a big Kanye fan. I am not. I, yes, you are. I, I'm a big Yeezus You're fan. You're always talking about Kanye. Well, everybody's always talking about Kanye. You can't avoid him. That's true. Um, okay, wait. Track seven. Runaway by the Runaway National. Runaway by the from National. From High Violet. Which anything played Beautiful by the song. National. And right. this one, this one's, it's not even one of my favorites. It's right. just a tearjerker. The... What makes you think I'm enjoying being led to the flood? Oh, my God. Are we? Dude, I felt like I was. I closed my eyes and I was at a national show just yeah. then. That was, 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 you were at my funeral is what you are at. Right. Because I actually probably will get up to sing that you're one. You're going I to imagine. die first right. because you're two years older than me. Right. right okay, course. track A. Give it to me, Daddy. <sighs> this one, uh, it just has to be there. I didn't know where to put it. Um, so I did what you do in modern 2020 age and just waste track eight because it's not important what no i'm just kidding we uh, just spent I, I two hours talking about the importance of track oh eight on the first i'm just episode. kidding i'm just kidding this is great it's all apologies nirvana wow gotta have it in there that is so pnw of you and but what i mean is pacific northwest to have the most have... important track on your funeral mixtape be all apologies it has to be there you know, and I can and I hear your myself. brain detuning like, right un, now. Un, <laughs> unplugged or in utero, and I went with in utero. The unplugged version is it's it's nice, but you gotta have it. It's, you gotta have gotta the have full it. volume at your funeral. I really like the live at Reading, but uh, you know, I'm not gonna put a lot. That's a live track on. My no, you can't. No, you can't do that because people are really confused at that point. <laughs> so yeah, all apologize. It's just got to be there. No, it's, you're right. It's it you're is the, right. it's the death song of Nirvana. It's 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 a beautiful track. It is a beautiful track. Um, and then just in case people forgot to continue to cry, track nine is Godspeed by Frank Ocean. That's a beautiful track to put at track nine. Yeah, and it's right near the end of his album on, on Blonde too. It's it's just in a beautiful place right there. Okay, so. You. This is obviously, we've got one more track on mm-hmm. your mixtape, but this has been a really sad compilation <laughs> yeah. thus far. So what you're telling me is, is that no matter who's at your funeral, you want, you actually want people to suffer. Uh, like yeah. you are trying to inflict suffering upon the people that come to, this is no celebration. I mean, with there's the, a, with there's the some best ar- With the best arsenal of songs I know how, absolutely. There's, there is some moments of triumphs and, and like lift. I mean, you're there. just lucky I didn't put a cross out the eyes by Thursday on this bad boy. <laughs> I actually, do, mine is full collapse by Thursday. Just no the whole record. <laughs> oh yeah. Just the whole record from start to finish. Understanding in a car crash. <laughs> Uh, cross out the right. eyes. My, yeah. my first idea when I thought to do Breathe in the Air is track one. Yeah. Is just slowly read and then be like, track two, on the run. Pink Floyd. And just do all of Dark Side. <laughs> just Dark Side. <laughs> uh, okay. Coming to the big grand finale. What, what of, would you think it is? It's a Radiohead tune. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Radiohead tune. As I called your track eight last, last episode, uh, on the first episode. Now, the question is. Is what Radiohead song is your final track? Right. <sighs> okay. It's definitely off of it's off of Kid A or In Rainbows. It's Kid A. Okay. Yep. 
motion picture soundtrack. Absolutely. How did I fucking guess that? <laughs> you and that I, is that is walk out of your funeral music. You, that is you the and last I are song on the at same a funeral. cycle or something, man. Because well, you just know my love of Kid A. I do, but also like there are you know eight or nine other tracks on that record. I could have been wrong. You could have guessed how to disappear I could completely, have been, or everything in its right place. Ooh, like anything off nice. of Kid A is a pretty good. Funeral it's motion track. pictures because it goes through the whole song, and then at the end of motion picture soundtrack, you get that whoosh. Yeah. As like a secret song, and that's like me coming back alive for one yeah. last, one last do, high five. As as like a marionette, do they lift you from the grave at that point, and right. you start doing a little Irish jig to to that song? Quick segue. I believe you actually wanted to say a few words about a member of Radiohead. Yeah, before we move <laughs> on to my funeral mixtape, for everyone listening at home or at your office or in your cars, one thing that you need to know. From here on out, if you're going to share, subscribe, listen, so on and so forth, is that Cam has a very severe love for Radiohead, as I do. Again, we're going to be talking about Radiohead a lot on this podcast, because what the fuck else do you talk about? But, little known fact, Cameron Dimitrick, co-host of the Goat Parade podcast, <laughs> hates Ed O'Brien. I do not. You hate Ed O'Brien. Everybody just and if you puts that if you're not me. a huge Radiohead fan, even to the point of like knowing the members' names, Ed O'Brien is the quote unquote second guitar player of Radiohead, who also does a lot of the important shit, mind you. Does All it? of the like ethereal, atmospheric delay stuff is usually Ed O'Brien. Oh, cool. He does a lot. I don't stand on that side, so I don't know. Come on, man. <laughs> he he. Without Ed. They wouldn't be Radiohead. They would be ra- they would be Radiohead. They'd be Radio, radio Ed ha. O'Brien. There'd be no radio. Ed, no Ed in it. Um, but he just he just released his first solo song. It's fucking garbage. It's like seven <laughs> minutes long, and he's just going under the moniker E O B. And it's not you, a good it song. It makes me think of E O like E O L E L O. Sweet evil yeah, woman. Right. <laughs> so please, if you're listening, and if you like, end up interacting with Cam and I through through this podcast, please spam Cameron, Spamron, like as much Ed O'Brien shit as you could possibly I'm find. Sure send I'll it to it his all. Instagram, which is at Goat Parade. I'll give you his email address next episode. Just send him Ed O'Brien stuff <laughs> as a day is long. Yeah, um, little and like that's, stuffed animals, little Ed Ed O'Brien stuff. Yeah, bobbleheads. Yeah, whatever you got, right, whatever you have, whatever they make of Ed. Okay, so are you ready? Yeah, you do yours. Let's get it. You ready for my funeral? That was. Mom, I, hope I hope you like mine. I hope everybody liked. I loved mine. it. I hope they cried listening. Dude, it was really sad. I, I'm I'm glad you went full sad. I was gonna go full sad. I was gonna put like. I'm glad you didn't. This would no, just be too sad. I was gonna put like broke down palace by grateful dead oh. and you know a bunch of that shit on there okay. um mom dad i hope you're listening brother <laughs> sister i hope you're listening girlfriend kelly i hope you're listening because if i die rather untragically by getting hit by a bus over the next 48 hours which is probably how i'm going to go out i also think about that a lot too all right um please well, know that this is exactly what i want at my funeral mm-hmm. start to finish <sighs> hit me, <clears> okay hit me with it, hit me with it. Al's funeral, also known as maybe like an exploratory journey through the canals of Al's dark pleasures and humorous exploitations. You named your funeral? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Do you want me to read it again? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, First tune, track one, side one. Coming out with a bang, because I imagine I'm going to be buried in Tennessee, which is where I'm from. Um, 
if I die untragically and very young, which is how I'm thinking it's going to go down. So you're going to do it? You're not going to do my style, Barcelona? I don't think I'm going to have a destination funeral, but now that we've talked about that, what an idea and also something to explore in later podcasts. So is there any stained glass in your situation? Because mine is low. I mean, in a Baptist church, maybe. Right. But not like. like not you one know, stained glass of like somebody you know, bleeding. 2000 year old cathedral stained glass. Um, it's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. But if I do die young, a lot of my conservative family of whom are still alive in this, you know, theoretical situation of me dying young are going to be at my funeral. So I really want to start it off with something shocking. Right. You know, every, okay. Everyone's coming in. No music yet. I don't want intro music. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I want it fucking dead silent dude uh-huh. i want people to hear the squeaking of the church pews as they're right. sitting down so so much everyone drama. comes in so much drama and it's building right mm-hmm. and as they think the eulogy is about to commence all of a sudden a dj gets up with mm-hmm. a couple of crates and heads to the podium i'll do it if i outlive please you. you're going to well no you're not going to outlive me because well, you're, so you, much you're talking about if you die young. Died. okay yeah this is a theoretical right. situation so Track one, side one, coming out with a bang, making sure people are going to have fun. Jay-Z, big pimpin'. <laughs> Why not, dude? Why yeah. not? Especially, okay, picture Marble Cathedral, like your, like your scenario, filled with conservative <laughs> family members, and all of a sudden you hear that flute sample. It's great. And it also it clues people in of course to who I am as a person. Right. Um they're, and like, that they're is all like, of course. Al. So dark, course. so morbid, and it to the so dark and morbid to the point that obviously I've thought about death death every day of my life, and they knew that I wanted to do something fun. So, yeah. anyways, bunch of fucking Racist conservative family members listen to Big That's Pimpin'. much different than Pigs on the Wing Part 1. Definitely. That's why I'm glad that our lists are contrasting <laughs> a little bit this week. Okay, okay, so after everyone, and I mean everyone, talking the minister, priest, you know, whoever's there uh, having a blast, like fucking dry grinding on each other during Big Pimp and as soon as my funeral starts, that's what I see. I see like a slow orgy build. Mm-hmm. And then we go into something a little bit more serious that... Uh, envelops me as a person a little bit more and also which I think is going to be a great funeral song uh, Talking Heads This Must Be The Place okay why not right yeah. um, everybody, everybody sits down a lot of metaphors about wings in that song and like coming home and like mm-hmm. being confused about who you are and where you're going and so on and so forth so after there's a little bit of come from Big Pimpin mm-hmm. and I mean come from dry humping each right. other because no, that's I what it. I see okay cool that's what I see at my funeral this must be the place kicks in and it feels good. It's like, okay, Alex is settling into himself a little bit, right? right? Like, thanks for getting the big pimping out of the way, dude. Right. We had a blast. Then track three, just because I think it's funny because if hell does exist, I am most certainly going there. Right. Like there's absolutely no doubt on God's or Satan's mind where I'm going. Like they've already like, you know, they've surrendered a room for me and whatnot. Right. Uh, Cash, Johnny Cash, ring of fire. Okay. Um, even though, I mean, being from Tennessee, I'm, I've since day one of my life. I feel life, like that one's almost predictable from the right, Tennessee. Right, right. And I've been a huge cash fan since I was born. Mm. Even though the mariachis, the horns in that song still bugs me. Oh, yeah. I still think that was a bad idea. It would have been a nice guitar line. would have been a nice bass line. would have been a nice like backing vocal Hey, you line. could always settle for the social distortion cover. Uh, at your funeral. I'm... <laughs> 
<laughs> you guys just heard me throw up yeah. on this podcast. Right. Um, okay, so Cash Ring of Fire, Nashville, as everyone is kind of boot scooting, having a good time, because obviously, you know, the funeral's in Nashville or mm-hmm. surrounding areas as well. So everyone's picturing me falling into a burning ring of fire. Right. That is hell. We get into something really funny. All right, track four. Maybe not funny because people are going to take it seriously, but I'm only putting track four here for one very specific moment that happens in the song, which is going to make me really sad if this happens at my funeral because I won't be there to see it. Okay, John Mellencamp, Jack and Diane, <laughs> right? It's per- it's the perfect funeral song, right? <laughs> Little oh, Diddy. Yeah. Life goes on. Yeah, everybody was singing Every- along. Yeah, yeah, everyone's singing along, but I'm only putting Jack and Diane by John Mellencamp in the track four position. Uh. So I could look up from hell and see the faces of everyone who's at my funeral when John Mellencamp in that song says, I believe it's in verse two, sucking on a chili dog outside the tasty freeze. (laughs) Only because it's the most suggestive usage of chili dog why would you suck on a chili dog I, right like i guess to get the excess chili off the top of the dog so you can attempt to that's nasty to, to like digest this chili dog but you know what i'm talking you know the moment i'm talking oh, yeah, about yeah. sucking on chili dog freeze <laughs> um i'm gonna do that one more time and stop at chili dog yeah. just to like make sure we all know right sucking on chili dog <laughs> that's a chili dough chili dough that's how it's said and i wish I could see. I wish I could have close-ups of every the, all seven people at my funeral. Yeah, when they um, hear the chili. Dog when they line. hear chili dog, because it happens subconsciously when you listen to that song right. too. Like sucking on chili dog, <laughs> like you immediately have like a very strange look on your face because of how that's interacting with your immediate environment. Sucking on chili dog, chili dog. <laughs> so track four, Bell and Camp, Jack and Diane, just for chili dog for the chili dog, chili dog. We should make that a sound bite. Right. Just keep doing that. Put it in the same okay, okay no yeah, we should do that. Okay, last track of side A, mm-hmm. and this just feels like it's been all over the place so far. Just want to have something that feels right, but also slightly offensive. The Misfits skulls. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it's a funeral. It's a funeral. <laughs> right. Why not play a song about, about bones? About hacking the heads off of little girls and putting them on your wall, which right. is a line in the song. And I just want everyone... I don't think anybody's ever had skulls by the Misfits played at their funeral. They're a horror punk band. They are the first horror punk band of all time. And I think it's it's appropriate to have right. a Misfits song. This side A it. has been absolutely wacky. wild. So wacky, right? It's going to be a really fun funeral. People are going to be confused. I don't. No one's cried so far. No, maybe not a single during, People have forgot why they're there. Maybe they either cried thus far during This Must Be The Place by Talking Heads or when they heard Second No Chili Dog. <laughs> Why would the chili dog make because them cry? Because that they're it either crying how much you like that chili, chili dog, dog line. Yeah, yeah, chili dog line. They heard okay. the pod. So, so oh my All right, god. Let's flip this thing. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> Side B starts off with one of my favorite songs okay. ever written, composed, arranged, performed, recorded. Of all time. And if you think I shit on you for some of your musical selection, mm-hmm. you're about to have a field day, motherfucker. All right. So get your pen. Is so that same killer song? <laughs> no, it's not. Although I almost did put Mr. Brightside <laughs> on here, maybe to even close out 
<laughs> yeah, track 10. That's a good one. Um, side B, track six starts. This is the tearjerker. Goo Goo Dolls oh. name. Oh, right. My Dude, God. track six, start a side B. The goo comes out with a fury and grew name up comes way on. too fast. That, now exactly. there's nothing to believe. And now I won't tell no one your name. No, I won't tell you. Oh, you ever it's, pop your guitar in that tuning? Yeah. Just play that song? Is it open G? Yeah, it's open yeah, G. Everything that the goo does is open G, uh, which is maybe where the G and goo goo came from. Right. Everything's open G. But right, dude, tell me. I got such a soft spot for the goo. Dude, so do I. Oh, and big as, time. as males, as white cisgender males in our mm. early 30s, you're kind of in your mid 30s oh, now, Jesus you Christ. fucking gross ass old fuck. Um, is, it's kind of, talk about. Like when we were discussing your um, your guilty pleasure of 1975 earlier, yeah. I listen to Goo Goo Dolls more than I don't. I try not to listen to Goo Goo Dolls' name in particular because it'll be stuck in my head for up to Forever. three months. Yes, no, that's why I'm doing it. And as the track first six. couple of weeks, I, I like it. You know, I'm yeah. just walking around. I can't sing it out loud because people will be like, "Are you fucking singing?" And everyone knows that yeah. song. They might not know it when you say, "Hey, Goo Goo Dolls' name," but then when you say. I won't tell your yeah. name. They know it's always that one part in the second verse, the, the when it picks up. Yep. The grew mm -hmm. up way too When it goes fast. into double time. Oh, no, it's so I, good. Oh, God, it's good. So, right, track six, start of side Favorite B. of your funeral. Okay, this is cool. my favorite part of your funeral so far. I thought you were going to tear that to shreds. Oh, no, absolutely So this not. is I a would pleasant never. surprise I would never. Um, okay, so after Goo Goo, after the Goo hits with name, everyone's crying now, right? Okay, yeah. this is maybe my second serious choice that would describe me as a person. Goo describes me as a person, but it's more of a dark pleasure and for effect. Um, Billy Joel, Vienna. Okay. Right? I'm not, I'm not terribly familiar with I this I want song. you to listen to that. It's off of The Stranger, his okay. debut record. Um, it's incredible. It's a really beautiful piano ballad about okay. um, in your youth, like always that that perception that you don't have enough time and you waste your entire life thinking that you don't have enough time right. for something that's um, familiar v vienna waits for you is the hook because okay. billy joel's italian and so well, on and so put forth. it His, on your spotify list so i'm going to and i can't wait i want to hear this whole spotify to, dude, list it's really great it, i mean from jay-z's big pimpin to, to where billy we are joel's now vienna, yeah what a journey your whole what life a journey and then Okay, I was a little confused. Actually, this is pretty fucked up because I was a little confused about track eight mm -hmm. because we just had a very long conversation about this on episode yeah. one. I ended up putting something in that I would probably change. And there were some throwaways that didn't make it. I'll go ahead and read my throwaways real quick. Lou Reed, Perfect Day. Mm, what yeah, a great funeral yeah. song. Wow, um, Kinks, Waterloo Sunset. Ooh, Waterloo Another Sunset. really, really Beautiful good. Song. This, these all would have been great track aids. New Order, Leave Me Alone, okay. off of Power Corruption yeah. and Lies. Or Bob Dylan, Shelter from the Storm. Mm -hmm. um, those I all would have been, totally, been great track aids. Totally acceptable. I also want to point out here, very quickly before we finish this, that... There, another way to approach the the funeral mixtape is songs about death, like so inherently about death that yeah. you know, like there's no there's no question what the song is about. Right. Which one of those songs, and I hate Eric Clapton, anything post Crane. Yeah, here we go. But Tears, Tears in Heaven. Yeah. I've heard that at many a funeral. I, I'm sure you That's have. That's the first time I heard that song was and at a funeral. I just want to point out the contradiction 
of Eric Clapton here, writing a song like Tears in Heaven, when he's the one who basically pushed his baby out of the window. Oh, boy. You know what I mean? You heard it here first on the Goat Parade. Oh, man. He's, he's... Eric Clapton did not get high and let his baby accidentally fall out of the window. Eric Clapton threw his fucking baby out of the window. Wow, where are you getting this? At? I'm starting this conspiracy oh right now. We'll probably get more listeners this I, way. I mean, conspiracies are good. They're gold. They're, they're super good. I yeah. mean, people are going to share this like... There's going to be Al Moore protests right. in the street. I honestly love conspiracies, but I don't have time to weed through them all. So okay, I just well, this in is a new them. one. Eric Clapton pushed his baby out of that window and then wrote Tears in Heaven so he could have a number one song about death. Well, that's dark. It's um, super dark, but we're on a pretty dark subject. Okay, so I figured right, I'd talk yeah, about yeah, might it as right well bring now. This is something that I've wanted to unearth. It's just been bubbling up inside of me. We'll keep some of those way down. Okay, thanks to myself. Okay, cool. Okay, track eight. Really kind of a weird choice. Moody Blues, Nights in White Sat. Okay. Because <laughs> I love you. Yeah. Would be such an epic thing to have at your funeral. Okay. Right? Yeah. Especially after it goes, you know, side B right now is Goo, name, Joel, Vienna, Moody Blues, Nights in White Satin. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty nice crescendo right yeah, there. Yeah, definitely. Um, track nine. Track nine is my favorite right. the funeral song. It's not the final. It's close. But Kenny Rogers, the gambler. Oh, my God. Why not? I should have known this was coming. You should have known it was yeah, coming. Yeah. I mean, we're at we're at my funeral in Tennessee right now. Yeah. Everybody's expecting the gambler. To yes. Come on, and know? then as soon as Rogers voice kicks in, you know, at least you have a little bit of, you know, yacht rock. Uh, oh, definitely. From Moody and, uh, Very. and Kenny Rogers in there. Yes. So that's nice. Because you're a big Yacht Rock guy. I'll enjoy I'll be, enjoy spinning those songs at your, at your funeral. And the finale? You know, no, no, you want to know what the finale is? Oh, I do. What are we walking out to? We're walking out to a song by Al Moore, which I haven't written yet. No. I haven't written yet. You're doing maybe your own it. catalog? Maybe. I haven't written this song yet, okay. but the song is called I'm Fucking Dead Who's Sorry Now. <laughs> so I'm going to write a song. You heard it on the Go Parade. Al Moore's last song at his funeral is by Al Moore. Al, by Al Moore. And it's called I'm fucking dead. Who's sorry now? Maybe I'll even add an extra motherfucker. Well, in how the hell are you going to put this one on the Spotify playlist? I'm going to record it. We're going to play it here. Okay. And then we'll put it on the playlist. I like this. So, Setting some goals. Yeah, no, this is good. So whoever's listening, you have a lot to look forward to. I, I don't uh, since I don't know the song I don't know I can't visualize how you like it's it already like though to, I, I do, see the, I, do. I see the gleam yeah, in your yeah, eye well, yeah, yeah. the, the title the dead. title's gold who's sorry who's now sorry now by Al Moore is going to be maybe on it actually has less mixtape. swearing than I would imagine it yeah right Man, well that's why I just said maybe I'll throw an extra motherfucker at the end I of it I felt like yeah. there should be a motherfucker at do the I, end. I swear a lot don't I well we all do yeah that's true even Brit on the interview sweared a bit she did yeah I liked it I was like nice okay we got some swearing from everybody we got that green light yeah. We, we got to have a little swearing thing. Well, that's a great list. I think these. this has been a very informative list section to both yeah, who you and I It says a lot are. about you and I. It does. In a lot of ways. Oh, uh, maybe yeah. some beneficial ways yeah. and you also learned, some detrimental ones. It really exposed my emo and uh, your insanity. Cameron, you expose your emo by waking up every Okay, morning. come on. Okay, and well. my insanity. Yeah, we've, yeah. we've listed and we've listed and we've listed. We've, <laughs> I, th- I think, it was I think we got it. the best of lists. It was the worst. I think they've got our funerals down. Let's 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 move on to our interview. We should. With, and with we, today we are talking to Travis Shettle. 
of from Piebald, Piebald, which is having a huge resurgence right now as a group. Absolutely. Um, as it is deserve it as well. Mm. They, they totally Fantastic rule, band. But as, the other night. as the genre has come back around, people have understood how genius they are, and I cannot wait to pick his brain about that. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's go in. to it. The interview. Here we go. The interview. We have uh, the interview portion today with Travis Shettle of Piebald. Yeah, we're here. Dude. We're here. Welcome. We're doing it. Oh, yeah. No, you can still do that on the pod. <laughs> Getting ready for your show tonight, Travis? Uh, if this is if that's what you call what I'm doing right now, yes. 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 We are getting you hot. Mm-hmm. Let's hear about that show tonight. Where are you playing tonight, Travis? I'm playing at the Will Turn. This is um, great because this isn't going to air until well after the show, but it's sold out, so nobody could go to this damn show anyway. <laughs> so Can't by the anywhere. time you guys are hearing this out there, Travis Chattel is famous. Uh, is that oh, how you say famous. your last name? Shettle. Shettle. Yeah. Shettle. Cool. Like a shuttle. Except like an airport. Yeah, except you. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. We interrupted your show. Go. Yeah. That's all right. I, Plug it. Hey, I, I, will turn. You can't go anyway. <laughs> the will turn. <laughs> you can't fault. go anyway. Tour. Out. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, Travis, thank you for taking the time out of a very busy tour to show up. You're and do welcome. This with us today. I, I'm appreciating being here. Yeah, we got you don't such a little us. time with him. It's crazy. We've got about 15 minutes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah you've got to make sound check. Yeah. Got to get I'm that warm up in. I do have to load in. Yeah. And that will be happening. Fairly soon, but it's okay. We got a little time. Yeah. So so with the time, tell us a bit about the tour, who you're with, where you've been playing, whatever you want to talk Let's about. Let's see. What do you want to um, talk we're, about? We're on tour with Dashboard Confessional, and they are obviously... Who I've heard of. I've, I've never heard of them oh. before. Well, you are two years younger than me. That is true, That's and it. the two-year age gap does mean a lot. Yeah. I feel like... You're probably a, more of a My Chemical Romance guy. As I'm getting older, there are places that I've come to fear the most in uh, my life. Oh, he and, knows. Okay, so okay. He, he had that one planned. <laughs> is he had this that one like um, the other guys where he's going to drop a bunch of TLC references, but they're all going to be Dashboard yeah, references? Yeah, Dashboard, yeah. That, and we're calling him on it, and he's yeah. like, I have no I idea what you're talking about. I've never heard of them. Never heard of them before. No, but that's great. Dashboard. Yeah, it's uh, amazing. It's quite an experience. We're lucky to be there, and I guess kind of proud that he asked us to yeah. go. You know, now if, Travis. If people don't know, he is in the band Piebald. I was going to say, that. are you lucky or have you earned it, my friend? Uh both. I think I like that answer. I think yes, we have played lots of shows over the years. We have a reputation. I don't know what it is, but there is one. It's and a people, bad reputation. Pe- most of it, maybe. But some like people it. care about us and the music we've made over the years, and it, I realize we do have fans. Absolutely. Not like Dashboard has fans. They. I, I went to the show in Anaheim. They do have fans. <laughs> I can <laughs> confirm. I don't think we call yeah. them fans. I think we call them constituents or like right. uh, dedicated followers right. up it, maybe of a cult franchise yeah you know, they cry during the way. show yeah i saw yeah. It. i've seen it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, yeah it's, it's real no yep. it, um i saw you guys in anaheim it was a great show thank you you all are sounding better than ever dashboard sounded great too stayed yes, for a little bit of that cool. i've been pleasantly surprised by their performances i kind of thought going into it oh uh, well I'll, I'll check it out and see how i feel but now i i want to watch them and i'm more impressed than i thought i would could possibly be yeah, that's he's good. an incredible, a consummate entertainer. Chris yes. Caraba, is, is yeah. that, am I pronouncing? Yeah, his I think last that's right. He correct. loves it. The audience loves it. He has a back and forth with them. The sing-alongs are amazing. Incredible, it's just I'm sure. thousands well, of people singing along with him. It's amazing. Yeah, the first song he came out there just with his acoustic guitar, yeah. and like you were saying, their whole setup is what is it? That fractal system where yeah. it's all through the PA. They don't even have amps. Yeah, what? They don't need them. It's that that whole new school fractal. 
They they dialed Life in their tones thing. before they left with real amps, and they had a tech come, and he basically saved their settings. Yeah, pretty much. Like a yeah. Simulation yeah. settings on like a pedal board. Wow. So, oh, the bass player I think has an amp. He's the only oh, cool. one. Well, yeah, because he's the bassist. He's the coolest one in the band. Oh, he's a bass player, so we can get a lot of this. This is why Scott this works. is pretty cool. Scott's pretty cool. And the drummer of Dashboard, Chris. you were talking. Yeah, his name's he's, Chris. He's absolutely incredible. incredible. Yeah, actually, Cam was talking about. I him. was. I've been uh, gushing really about good. it. And he makes it look really easy. Like he's doing laundry and making eggs at the same time. Right, right. He's playing. That it's kind of like so, no big deal. He hits like really precisely. He's the first and time heavy. I saw a drummer uh, uh, make good use of having two floor toms. Because every time I've Which ever seen a drum set with two floor toms, I'm like, that's not necessary. But yeah. he, he, on those chokes they do, yes. he hit them, but he kind of like flammed them. Yeah. And oh, it was, dude, you just <laughs> said choke and flammed in the same sentence. It's I'm a music hot. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure it's not a bondage podcast at this point? <laughs> Travis, I'm really curious. This is my first time really meeting you. Obviously, you and Cameron are friends. Yep. Um, I want to dig into a little bit of the piebald history, if that's okay. Yeah, because absolutely. One of the most intriguing things to me as a musician, uh, besides success, any type of success at all, is which if Al hasn't filled you in, we both failed on. So we now we are retired, retired musicians. musicians. That's oh, what there you go. Ourselves. Um, but Piebald has had... I'm surprised you guys aren't teaching music. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, Piebald has had such a crazy resurgence with everything coming, like the genre coming back into vogue a little bit. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. When I was a younger lad in Fullerton, California, I'm from Tennessee, but my mother remarried and relocated. I was going to Chain Reaction a yep. whole bunch. We played there a lot. Okay, cool. So around 2002, 2003, 2004-ish? Or yep. was it later than that? No, it, it was that time and later and before. I remember seeing the name Piebald all over the place at that time like when i was just getting it when i was maturing musically and like going to shows i remember seeing it all over the place yeah. so now sitting here in this room with you is like a really strange occurrence uh I'm, it's you know it's it's creepy dude it all comes back around yeah, yeah. it does um it's and speaking of coming back around it feels like you guys are coming back around which is why i asked are you sure you're just lucky or have you earned it i feel like i guess we are coming back around i mean the past since 2016 we every year have done something musical whether it's play a couple shows get together and see what happens when we write songs for a yeah. long weekend uh, this, you know, uh, making that Christmas yeah, this is a big songs. One. Yeah, the Christmas uh, EP. Was yeah. It? yeah, that was great. Yeah, I really enjoyed it was fun. that. It was a way to... I'm a big fan of the Aaron song on that EP. Yeah, I like that I one. noticed you guys played that live. We did. I'm a big fan of that song. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we I'll did make it for it, you, Cam. I'll make, it, I'll make him do it again tonight. Good. Yeah, that's a, that's a great song. It's a Thanks. fun one. It is fun, yeah. I also got to play with you on some of those tours you did over the That's last year, so yep. thank you very much. Plugging yourself, Cam. I'm just saying. We're so I've gotten to see them a lot of times, and and just see like them really putting everything back together, writing yeah. again together. It's been really cool to see. I mean, watching those songs live, people fucking love it. They know it. We played yep. the Chain Reaction yeah. show, and that yeah, was that definitely was awesome. the most kids that knew all. Was there still a no stage diving sign at Chain when you I guys think played so. recently? Yes, nice. and you still can't have beer anywhere. Yeah, they'll fucking probably learn. I remember we pulled dude. our vans like next to each other or something and drank in between them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, like we you would at Chain and when you were playing there when yes. you were 16 years yeah. old yeah. or something. Yeah, I remember being there one night. I believe we weren't playing. 
if my memory serves me correctly, but we were there to see Thursday because we were playing around oh, the same dude. time. And I, I saw might be Thursday wrong. Chain. And I think I was on Damn, Ecstasy I and I was throwing Why would you water see bottle? Thursday on Ecstasy? I was unintentional. Dude. That is a strange. <laughs> those are the <laughs> darkest songs of my collapse, life. I baby. think it, they, uh, they didn't really like intend to align. It just right. happened, you know? You're like, well, I'm watching Thursday on Ecstasy. And so I this is happening. I remember having a water ball in the parking lot and I was throwing it up and down. It was like the most glorious feeling ever. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> so I have a lot of chain, and we've had some awesome shows there yeah. that are very memorable, like the last yeah. one. That one was cool. That was yeah. a lot of fun. There's a video from that I saw, and everybody's just like, going crazy um, during American Hearts, which yep. you let me play. Yep, and so you were in the true. crowd going nuts. Which also, I don't know if you checked out Vulture's Top 100 Emo Songs of All Time that came out yesterday. Number yeah. 20 <laughs> nice. is American 20? Hearts yep. by That's Pybal. incredible. It is. Man, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. I was really pumped seeing that. I was just scrolling through it. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, Ben sent it to me. Yeah. And then I the sent it to article him. is so long. Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, I, nope. Don't worry about I gotta, it. I'm not giving Ben that one. No, no. you can't. Not on the cast. <laughs> nope. Yeah, it was flattering. Yeah. It was kind of funny. Just reading cool. through it. Article I think is pretty the, good too. The whole trajectory of the group feels really flattering right now for you. I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, I right? mean, yeah, things are just things are looking up. It's so nice. when Cam and I write a song, I'm sure we do the same thing, which is like, in ten years, someone's really gonna like this shit, <laughs> and we haven't hit that point yet. And obviously, you had a, a a following and a base when you guys were like really active so long ago. But now, again, as people are starting to realize, like, what the fuck did I miss with this band Piebald? And they're coming out, and they're getting reinvigorated. What does that feel like, dude? Because that is like it's a dream. I feel like of a like for a lot of musicians of our kin. That's you know we're writing things maybe past its time or like way too before it becomes so popular. And now you're living that. What does that feel like? Um, it's strange. I think it's still unfolding too because yeah. I don't I don't know. I mean, just playing playing with Dashboard that is an example. Like okay, we played with Dashboard probably in 2004 or five a couple times. And then we met Chris probably in the late 90s, actually, yeah. on a tour somewhere. So even that kind of stuff, it's like being on tour with Dashboard, it's it's all re-unfolding, I guess. Yeah. Like uh, just sort of the bands that are coming out of the woodwork to either play again or sort of like a Dashboard, I guess, never said they weren't. They'd broken up, but like they're saying, okay, right now it's the we've been a band for 20 years right. we just took a little hiatus so we're gonna come play the hits right. yeah like does it I think feel like deja vu to a certain degree no because it's different it yeah. just yeah, feels it's different way, yeah it's not the same thing yeah. uh it doesn't it has the same uh place birthplace right. but like it doesn't it's like comparing you can't compare 2020 and 2002 right Right. It feels like you were writing tunes way past their time. You know what I mean? Or way before their time, rather, is what yeah. I was getting at. I definitely like, feel that. Um, I don't know if you... I'm sure you feel it to a degree, but like a song like American Hearts, I feel like is more important to people now than ever. Like yes. I don't want to get too political about anything on the pod. Totally. But there does seem like... there's. I don't, not even saying what you sing lyrically means anything political or sociopolitical, but people grasp onto that song and its message in a way that seems important right now that like you know like almost a grassroots thing like the hey you're part of it, it people really latch on to that yeah it certainly seems just as fitting today as it did then but i didn't know it was going to resonate right like it has you know? it, it yeah. just really has yeah that's incredible yeah what a beautiful thing 
it's pretty magical. It's flattering. Like that that there are a lot of people out there that like something and feel connected to something that I've created yeah. or was part of creating. Right. And I mean, that's not even, that's just a piece of it. I, there's so many Piebald songs that since, since I've known you, because I, I didn't know Piebald growing up, we became friends and then I'm like, yep. I'll check out his band. You weren't like, a oh, chain, shit. bro. <laughs> you weren't a fucking chain, dude. Dude, I was, I was all about all that stuff too, so I can't believe I missed Piebald. Yeah. It was so weird. I feel the same way. Again, like being here, I saw Piebald everywhere. I feel like I even heard a tune on a compilation. You, were you guys on Epitaph or like there Hellcat a, Records or was there... No, we were on Side One Dummy for a while. Side One Dummy. And it then was a Side One and, Dummy compilation. Yeah. That's yep. exactly what it was and then before that it was big wheel for a while the boston label that doesn't exist anymore but yeah side one dummies probably that would be in that era of like 2004 to absolutely too. when epitaph ruled the world and like i need those i need those vinyls out again i need are you are you guys thinking about doing that i hope point? we can repress stuff because i know that there i don't have any of the vinyl and it drives me nuts yeah. there aren't any many left except for the two side one dummy records i think those are still available oh, cool. online but it's been a long time since any of those have been pressed to write. I think they just, it just needs to be perfect. Yeah. Right. I don't yeah. want to do it half-assed. It's totally, got to be awesome. That. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, and I know people will appreciate them being re-released again, but I think it really should be special. I don't know how. I yeah. think that's slowing us down. But, you know, a record like For Where For Venetian Blinds came out in 99, if we were smart, we would have all planned its 21st 20. birthday <laughs> right. this well, year. What about... Uh, we're the only friends that we have. What year was that? 2002. Oh, shit. Well, you that know, was around the 20 corner. years coming it's up. Yeah, 2022. That so, gives you some time. Wait, did you hear <laughs> first on the Goat Parade podcast that I there think might you did. be a celebration tour yeah. in 2022? Oh, hey, the first, first speak of it right now. Yeah. I like That's that. Great. Yeah. Things are unfolding. Whatever Travis bands said. we're in, we'll, we'll try to get it open. Oh, dude, you know, we're going to start a band right now. let you open. Yeah, we're going to start a band right now. We just started a band. You did hear about Vinyl Geddon, though, that might happen, right? What, that, oh, because of the, that the lacquer plant, plant that burned down. Whoa, I did not hear about it's this. It's one of two it? in the world, I think. Yeah, it's the West Coast one, I believe. Yep. Uh, had a huge, so, massive fire. When so was this? Last week ago? Yeah. But I think that could truly impact. Yeah, apparently vinyl being made. vinyl's going to be well, now marked all up. The it's going to be more expensive. have to close, <laughs> um, which is a huge bummer. That's a that's a big hit. Where do you that get your Clueless hit. soundtrack? Yeah, seriously. Hey, two permits don't equal a license share. <laughs> so what's your f favorite show that you've done with the Dashboard? What's the best one so far? I, I think mean, Austin was the most memorable because it was so cold and it was miserable. Was it and then Stubbs? We got on stage. Yeah, it was at Stubbs. Nice. It's Stubbs just rules. a big yard. Yeah. Yeah. I saw Metallica play there before, and I was like, this is weird. I'm playing on that stage. <laughs> wow. Um, so, Because it was cold? I think, well, it snowed. I it hate was just, playing It was cold. a lot of things. I didn't, I think it was just the most memorable show. Right, right. And I think our the audience was the most into us of the of all the shows, too. That always helps. That yeah. warmed me up in a cold I night. mean, you, you are a lucky band because you do have a pump-up guy in the band right now it's good gotta have a hype man you guys have a hype man this guy dana he's fantastic really he uh he's been touring with them for how long i guess like the last couple years he's been coming with us yeah and he plays cowbell and the stalker no one of their shit. songs and now he's just pumping up the crowd that's incredible. he's getting them going he does. he's like a like a jane fonda running around the stage <laughs> do you like put him in spandex or a gold suit no or? but he does do quite a bit of air humping yeah, like it, like when he's playing the cowboy, he's just got to move, and it's a he's thrust. He's gyrating. There's a yeah. thrust to it. Yeah. It's awesome. fun. It's fun. It's weird, but it's fun. <laughs>
I think with crowds like that too, you'd be surprised that people are actually very excited to see you, even if they're on their phones or like clipping their nails or writing notes to a boyfriend that they lost years ago. Like they're still so excited to see you, even though they're so narrow-minded and one-track-minded and waiting for Chris Caraba to take yeah, the stage. Yeah, I, I bring it up a lot. Like, I know you guys are here to see Dashboard. It's fun to see Dashboard. You got to talk about it. Like, yeah. Um, you know, It'd but, be weird not to bring it up. Yeah. Yes, I agree. <laughs> hey, who are you guys here to see tonight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> please say me. Please say me. <laughs> I'm good, right? We're good, right? We're good? We're good? Are we doing good? We're good? Tell like me I'm good. Right. <laughs> Tell me I'm good. Yeah, that's... There we go. Oh... Uh, uh, so yes. Austin, you guys... Uh, yeah, it was just the most memorable show, I think. It was very cold, played outside. It snowed and, and that you, night. You all played... Carrie was there with her mom. By the way, Travis's girl Carrie is here. Hello, <laughs> Hi, Carrie. <laughs> I think the mic probably picked that up. We'll yeah, probably have to boost that it. volume a little bit. Good. Yeah, we'll boost it. <laughs> you now live in New Orleans. Yes, that's correct. You all played there as well? Yes, it was awesome. It was so fun. We played at Santos, which is the sister bar of the bar that I work at called The Saint. And so it's the same owner, and he. I saw him there, Benji, and it was just a fun. Saw so many friends. It was great. Now, Travis, you haven't always lived in New Orleans, right? Nope. Have I lived you... out here up until 2016, and how I'd long been... had you been in Los Angeles? Twelve years. Can I ask 14? you a personal question? Yes. Why did you leave? Uh, it was just time for me to leave. I think I was over LA. I, I've been working at the same job for nine years. It was just just felt like it was time you to do change. something different. Yeah, and was was it uh, anything musically charged as well? Was well, it like a, the scene feels dead? Or I mean, I guess I was not involved with anything as much anymore. Fakers wasn't doing anything. Yeah, right. I don't know if it ever uh, past, existed. Past haunts, Fakers may have not existed. Past haunts hadn't really done much lately. I, I had no like creative things that were keeping me here. Did or making me uninspired? feel like I wanted to stay. Yeah, yeah you did definitely. feel uninspired. Yeah. yeah, it's like I needed a reboot. How do you feel like New Orleans has given you that? I'm not sure yet. I think it's still unfolding, but it's yeah. certainly uh, in the past four years. I mean, I guess somehow musically, it's given Pieball the new spark. And yeah. I don't know if that's due to New Orleans, but we've maybe it's just the last four years for whatever reason. There's just been more of us trying to do stuff right which is still amazing because you all live in different areas yeah everybody else is in new england at least so they're you know two hours from each other but that's like living in venice if you live on the right side. right you're not going to see them unless yeah, you right. plan yeah it's like okay we're having practice i'll be there but it's not like come over for the barbecue yeah you're probably you're, not going to be there. if Everybody's you're west got kids. of la brea you're done yeah yeah, yeah. everybody Same has new kids. orleans to yeah. boston exactly yeah new orleans <laughs> i just have to fly i don't have any children right I meet up with them. We practice at Luke's house in Ludlow. Now, was New Orleans a flip a coin or like spin a globe no, I and had put your two, finger on it? I had two. I was either going to go to Portland or New Orleans. And I thought that New Orleans was more of a like a risk because I knew really no one. Yeah. And Portland, I knew I would already know people. And right. I thought it would be nice to be a no, stranger no in a strange a land. It's a beautiful thing to do yeah. that in your life. And it I was, feel like we should all as humans do that as much yeah. as possible. It was. It's scary. It was it strange. Very frightening. It was strange. Yeah. The thing about modern times, too, though, is that it's very easy co to connect with friends. Absolutely. You know, even yeah. see them on a fairly regular basis. But, like, you know, cell phones have just, like, I can text you 
in a week that something reminded me of you. Right. You know, and how, how often does how that would happen? You, you couldn't really do it that happens in enough. the 90s. It does. Yeah. I forgot my notebook, but there was a bunch of questions I had for Travis, and one was asking if he misses me. Oh, wow, <laughs> man. Talk about a shameless plug. <laughs> well, I'm glad you forgot the questions then, but you already you got to one. I remembered that one. I was like, oh, yeah, does Travis miss me? Was Fakers real? Something about the tour. Yeah, I got through a bunch of them. Okay. It's probably a good thing you I didn't go you. to Portland, though. As what, well, like, as long? I mean, Portland's a yeah, great you, city. Portland, you get comfortable really quick, right? In like a small group. New Orleans it's cold is very all the time, so you stay inside. Too, you know? Yeah, I love it up there. It's it's a beautiful place. I have friends from Massachusetts and people who have left LA as well that are up there. So, but New Orleans was like every time I've been in New Orleans, I had you met Carrie there. Magical times. I did meet Carrie there. Round so of there applause yeah. for romance, everybody. Yeah. It's yeah. Valentine's Day. It's yeah. Valentine's Day. Oh my God, it's Valentine's Day. Beautiful. I mean, wow. who cares? But it is Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Valentine's Day, and you're playing the Wiltern. That's right. That's romantic. Uh, it is. Is it your first time playing the Wiltern? It sure is. I I think I was mentioning this a little to you earlier, though. Like I've never I've been to the Wiltern. So many I've times. never stood on the stage at the Wiltern. Right. It's gonna and be nice. This is another thing from tour that are very memorable moments where I'm trying to like make sure the film is rolling, you know? Right. right. When I stand on stage during sound check, and then when I when you stand on stage when you're playing, and just to realize like that like the, mental the, picture the room the is empty right. and the room is full. It's the same room, but what a difference. What a like, difference. What a wow, yeah. 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 Also, thing. the Wiltern, as far as like local venues, yeah. that's basically like the halftime, the Super Bowl halftime show size venue right. of like local yeah, LA it's, venues. Yeah. It's yeah. massive. That stage has got to be... I mean, you get bigger, you're going Greek Theater or Hollywood Bowl. Exactly. You know? That's pretty yeah. much it. What, what is the cap of the Wiltern? Isn't I don't it like even know. 1850. 1850. And that's going to be filled night. with squawking, screaming, crying females tonight. And males. Yeah. And, and males. males, really? All, yeah. What I noticed really in Anaheim was the age range was crazy. Was five to sixty-five? Yeah, it was all like I thought it would be more like people around my age, not your age or decades. Because I'm two years younger than you. I'm a baby. Uh, Where's my baba? Like, Give me my baba. Can't. Or like yeah, other side a year or two. But it was like kids, older people, like teens, teens. Or yeah. Like and these teens, like you said, maybe they're. They, their parents listen to Dashboard. Oh, definitely. There were absolutely yeah. that. Well, there freaky. is a wide, That's freaky stuff. Wide range swath at these shows because they're literally a our swath, kids. If you will, swath. I like that. Yeah, a swath. I feel of like an heartbreak age. is universal. <laughs> it's not you know age specific though. That's no. true. And you put on the places you've come to fear the most, and that's heartbreak. That's all that yeah. is. That's heartbreak from track one to the end of it. Right. Yeah. So uh, I want to tell you a little story. I've, I've saved this for you. <laughs> Here it all comes. Right. Uh, so I bought the places you've come to fear the most in high school. Uh, the same day I bought OK Computer. Wow. <laughs> For some reason, those two combined. Basically the same record. <laughs> and I loved them both. He got into both bands. Yep. But Dashboard, I just went, it be that, that CD became like my dark college breakup CD. Yes. You know? Yeah. And one day in Eugene, I was skateboarding and I was just like listening to it and I stopped and opened my Disman and took it out and snapped it and threw it in the street. That's incredible. That You get like, 10 no points more. for that. No wow. more dashboard. <laughs> it was what dashboard was doing to you. Yeah, because I was like, this isn't helping. <laughs> yeah. like, it wasn't dashboard. It was where you were at and what like, it was doing It was to probably you. right at the bridge of that first song he opens with that, I'm waiting for blood. That oh, part. yeah. I'm like, no, I can't do <laughs> this again. Well, that's the funny thing about sad music to get over heartbreaks is like you're addicted to heroin and then you have to go to a methadone clinic. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's not helping, but it's kind of helping. Right. But yeah. it really just prolongs the process. Right. Absolutely. You gotta. You, we must need some of that as humans, though. Right. He does it right. We're all though, in love with our own yeah. misery. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, no one writes. And if you got a soundtrack to it, well, sink on in there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So how many? uh, How much longer is this this run? The last show is next Sunday, so about ten more days. And I think there's another and you're going two, northwest? Another day off. Yeah, we go up tonight, obviously, as the will turn. Two days in San Francisco. At the Fillmore. At Incredible. the Fillmore. Always yeah. wanted to play the Fillmore. Yeah, me too. Um, there's a lot of venues on here where I'm like, I've bucket list venues almost, as you'd say, as a musician, where you're like, I get to play the will turn. Yeah, yeah That's exactly. cool. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, what is it, Portland? And then Do you know where you're playing Seattle. Portland? I'll tell you. I looked at it a minute Oh, he's ago. got his lanyard, ladies I and gentlemen. I sure do. He's got his tour lanyard. It's really tiny. Oh, that's adorable. There's so, there's just so many dates on here. <laughs> was okay, that a brag Travis, or not? I don't I know if it was. I'm not sure where I was there's going There's so many dates on here. <laughs> Crystal Ballroom. Oh, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, I know. That's Jeez. so annoying. The show can, we, can we end the interview Seattle? now? Yeah, okay. We, I'm done talking to this This has been great, Travis. Thanks a lot. Yeah, the will turn up great tonight. Thanks guys for having me. <laughs> no, the, the Crystal Ballroom is my number one venue. I've really? never played that I want. Yeah, I, I would love to play it's the first. That's the first place I saw many shows yeah. growing up. That's the first place I ever got drunk in that's my cool. life. The that was Ballroom, the first place that I've ever Ballroom. been on a suspended floor before. Right, so the floors of the Crystal Ballroom bounce. Have you? Do you know about this, Travis? No, that sounds scary. They're on but shock. I guess it's sweet. The, the actual dance floor, the GA floor in front of the stage, they're on shock. So when people really get going and moving, there's motion and momentum yeah. to it. The mosh pits are crazy because you yeah. just bounce around. Weird. You might want to jump in the crowd for this yeah. one, my friend. You better come up there. I'll come up and play guitar. Sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'll go to Portland. Well, great. I mean, it sounds like it's going to be a great tour. Yeah, so far it's been amazing. What else is coming up for Piebald after this tour, Travis? I guess we're really not sure at the moment, but I I mean, I'm sure we'll just keep seeing what happens with um, if people offer us shows or tours like this. We'll talk amongst ourselves. I know we'll probably try to write some more songs. Good. Maybe I can fly back to Mass later this year and... We hang out for a long weekend and try to make more demos. And we then, can get another proper piebald LP. That'd be nice. Yeah, I well, think it's time. You know, when you're going through the unfolding, as we've said a couple of times here today, like as you're going through it, I think people would be really eager. Yeah, to you hear have the teasing EP now. Yeah. I think it's time. Yeah, I just wonder if an album is worth. Well, effort. yeah, I mean, that's what we've been talking about on this podcast. You know, it's not really an album culture anymore. right now yeah. for everyone. That's like, a big difference drop between... two songs, then no, even if you have an album's worth of songs. Yeah, just yeah. singles that's, culture. Nobody has the patience, right? right? Unless you do, but then maybe at the end of all those EP drops, you can make right. an album. See, you make... the three dudes sitting here right now, we're all very much album-minded people. Yes. But we compose the 1% of the average yeah. music listener. Right. Yep. So I think you're right. Patience is obviously a problem. But then again, like it might be going against our inherent nature to just release a bunch of singles that yep. should be on a record together. It's almost like a disservice to us. What right. we feel artistically, what we Absolutely. want to do with I, our lives. I agree with that. But I mean, it depends how you approach it. If you what guys are just writing game songs. do you want to play? Right. I think yeah, I mean, I think we don't know. Yeah. Um, for us, we don't know. And, and that's a tricky one because, yes, my, my desire for us to record 15 songs and release an 11 song album or something you yeah. know but the reality of it is i think we'll probably not be able to do that all at one time so it's going to be slow and steady hey we recorded two songs this weekend okay we made eight demos the next time we get together we better record two of those songs and right. keep trying to chip away at it but that might take a while yeah 
So I, I'm not sure how it'll unfold, really. Well, you know what? I feel like if you've done it that way in the past, it's working out for your benefit because these songs are growing in nature. Like the piebald repertoire is like only becoming more relevant and exciting as time goes it on. It is, and I agree with you. And I think that people care about our old stuff more than they ever, more than when it even happened. But I think that the world doesn't care as much about new piebald music. Some people will, I think, really take it in and be excited. But I don't think people, uh, most likely, I would assume if we went out on a new album tour and we played mostly songs from that album, that would be disappointing to people. Right. Right, right. The, the people nostalgia. coming to Dashboard, they don't want to hear their last record. They want to right. hear the bass. They're, they're, they're or a mark specifically or playing the hits. So, exactly. that's why, so right. it's hard to, you know, I we're really lucky that we are a nostalgia band because right. we can yeah am i are we gonna play songs from friends forever yes actually we are right we, we, we have to it would be <laughs> stupid to not do that so you do feel like you're a nostalgia band i don't even feel like you're a nostalgia band in some weird way i feel like you are finally hitting the stride that you were always meant to hit and, you and know like yeah I, that's an awesome way to look at it and i'm not gonna deny that i yeah. hope that's what's happening but it's sort of like it hasn't unfolded yet yeah for sure right. <laughs> unfolded yes this so. is the origami podcast today yeah. everything's just unfolding we have used that to death yeah <laughs> <laughs> well is there anything else that you wanted to say to the world plug no, uh just thanks for your piebald appreciation you know it's nice we we appreciate it yeah. the world all of you listening and these two guys yeah and we appreciate you yeah i think it's so beautiful again you're living cam and i are again retired musicians right we so wish we living could still get out there dream right now yeah. to like put the straps back on and yeah. suit up and go out there and play these songs that should have gotten the love that you know they're getting now 10 15 years ago or whatever yeah yeah it's uh it's definitely an honor to be doing what i'm doing we're lucky and no, we, and we worked on it. it. We earned it too. Dude. Yep. No we more luck. It's both. It's both. Cam and I are lucky to be sitting here with you, man. Yeah. That's the luck. No, you've definitely earned it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I've sat with him a lot. I mean, uh, that's true. Yeah. Actually, quickly before we end this, one of my favorite memories of all time uh, is is actually a Cam Travis memory. It was at a facial residency at the Hi Hat. I'm a massive mm. Boss fan. Huge Boss oh, fan. That was mm. fun. And. You guys played Dancing in the Dark together on stage, and it was like the most rippiest post-punk cover of that yeah, song that's I've ever really heard in my life. That was right yeah. after I moved to New Orleans, too, and I remember walking in around the streets and just listening to that song over and over again yeah. to make sure I knew the lyrics, you know? Yeah, we practiced like once. He came it, in, it and, he, came, and, it, and he knew all the words, and we're like, sweet. It was perfect. <laughs> Like the boss fan inside of me, like the the closeted Jersey grandmother that lives inside my body was right. like so hot. She was when you unleashed. Know. She was unleashed. And I started I like chain her. smoking and yeah. fucking beating my grandchildren. Yeah. It was great. Yep. Uh, well, good. That was a really fun. That was a fun moment. One. Yeah. Um, had a lot of good musical memories with this guy from Fakers. Past haunts. I even played with you a little yeah, bit in you, there. Yep. You would be a guest for sure. Yeah. We've That's guessed awesome. it on each other's. Yeah. What an incestuous thing. Yeah. It is. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it still says on my band, Giant Wasted Man's Instagram, NOLA slash LA, because uh, we came up with the idea when we when were visiting. New Orleans. But I saw a friend of ours, uh, Billy, saw me. He's like, is Travis in Giant Wasted Man? Uh, I saw that your Instagram says. Just no, say yes. I'm, yeah. I was like, I thought about it. I'm like, mm, yeah. Now that yeah. Travis is <laughs> yes. technically famous, just right. say yes. Right. 
Well, he's, always, he's always been technically famous in my That's eyes. true. Aww. That's very true. It's very <laughs> like true. Technically famous. That's, yeah, technically that's famous. something. Or maybe you're actually famous now. Maybe you went from technically famous well, to actually famous. Well, Dashboard's a big famous. leap. Yeah. It is a big leap. Yeah. I think technically famous is still He's humble. Right. Yes. There's Being a lot of humility in this podcast humble, right now. Humble fella. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank yes, you for being Travis, on the GoPro. It's so awesome that you took thank the time out of the tour to come here, man. Yeah. Thank incredible. you very Enjoy much. Enjoy the Wiltern tonight. Oh, I will. I'm For the next find... two nights, right? No, just tonight. Just one. Oh. Just two nights at the Fillmore. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> one night only at the Wiltern. Yeah. Oh, he'll get a sampling. Well, yeah. you're going to kill it and uh, make sure to bring some tissues to start throwing out to those crying yeah, well, males they, out there. Uh, yep. We're going right. to need them. Be back with the Tone Throne. Tone Throne, baby. All right. Welcome to the Tone Throne. I feel like I have to time it up perfectly every time you do the sample of me laughing maniacally at the end of yeah, that. Yeah, you should. Can we try? Let's just do it again. Here we Welcome go. Welcome to the Tone Throne. Here it comes. <laughs> wow, it really makes it scarier. It sells the way it. it comes in. It, okay, sure, it sells it. It sells it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it sold it already with the MIDI guitar <laughs> and your maniacal laughter. But sure, we'll double it. Okay. Classic. Yeah. It's always double it. What a guitar player. Yeah. Uh, Tone Thrown this week. Which Cam, thank you again for for picking this one. I know it's my side. Uh, B. I yeah, know I'll give a I shout out to my, my buddy Sam Sam Daggett, uh, also in the band Facial, with for me. recommending this. Uh, he is a total gear nerd. He is, and, and a mean, genius. You go to his that. place; it's insane. You yeah, know, it's he's one got of those, he's got modular synth stuff going. He's it's got patchboard synthesizers like he's a telephone operator. Yeah, dude. it's it's amazing. But he recently this week. Uh, Turn me on to this Ninja Tune and Erica Synths collaboration, the Zen Delay. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, the video you sent me for research uh, upon the product was huh. insane. I mean, just the resonance and the feedback. And, yeah. I mean, did, did you do some pretty heavy diligence well, on this? Uh, Sam showed me showed it to me because he he was talking about uh, the same thing they were talking about why they made the pedal well, having a delay. That has a filter. That has you know an right. oscillator that you you a can resonance go, filter yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, you can move through, and it just totally changes the feeling of your delay. You can it moves it more into a beat if you bring out just the bass and this. So you can syncopate and what? Yeah, and it's just got a lot of options. It's got a uh, six different types of delay on it that you can go through. Uh, it's just a monster of a pedal. I mean, it's not cheap. No, th these things are never cheap. Yeah. and I feel like. For let's we we could give a little bit of an explanation of why we're even doing this. The tone thrown every episode is an opportunity to talk about a new piece of gear. Yeah, and effects pedals, no matter what instrument you're running through it or what you're deciding to do with said pedals, really colors everything. It could make or break a song. Yeah, and it, effects pedals are going to dominate this tone thrown. For absolutely, if, if it's coming from me, because I mean that's the that's the biggest piece of gear thing I nerd out nerd yeah, out about. Right, because that's about the end of my understanding. So to the As, layman, I know out how there, to play the guitar, right? And I know what amp I like. And now for me, the only thing left to do is find a million little things that go in between those two things. Right, to sprinkle on top. Right. And, and to change the direction of your artistic ingenuity at large. Right. And for the layman out there who's listening, who might not understand this concept, it's important because it adds to the writing process as well. Not Absolutely. only does it like perfect performance for people like us and so many others alike. It adds idea of tempo or... Uh, 
you know, just how you want to lay something out. Color, Color feeling, yeah, yeah. Uh, articulation, understanding. But this thing's really like beyond a guitar pedal. Uh, it's more of a DJ tool too. It, that's um, what it looks like, which is also incredible because you can implement that into different signal chains and right. do whatever you want with it. Uh, it's Yeah, it's featured a lot with keyboards since, you know, uh, just running this delay synced up to an MPC, all sorts of things you can do with it. Um, but it's the six different modes. It has tape, tape ping pong, digital ping pong. always ping pong, great, especially if you're running stereo. Just digital crossover or no delay. So, I mean, it's got a lot. Of, it's got a tap. You know, uh, the, the creator of it, Matt Black from the group Cold Cuts. Okay. Uh, that's on that label, Ninja Tune. Uh, and I guess he said it's basically it's meant to bring all the options of plug-in delay to a pedal, if that makes sense. That does make a lot of sense. You know. It makes sense to me. Why don't you explain that a little bit more? Well, you depth? know, uh, a lot of plugins that you see in, in you know, Ableton or Pro Tools like that they have um, so many different options and ways to, you know, uh, just have the delay only affect like certain frequencies. And those don't come on your usual delay pedal. You right. know what I mean? Usually there's there's time, there's your feedback, and there's, you know, wet, dry, you know, it's usual. So this thing just has so much options. And going through the main filter knob as the delay is going through it, it just colors your tone Gives in all you these different ways. an endless array of different ways. So it's really, it's wild, it, right? and it, it's, it looks like a lot of fun. I just want to play with one. It's a little above my price. I think it's about 550 wow. new, and they're completely sold out. They're, they're like first run was sold out in hours apparently and also i mean that's that's another part of this conversation like how much it actually costs mm. to get your dream gear and for this people, is a, that's pretty expensive for a pedal it is, you know, it is. usually I mean, but a lot of the even tied stuff yeah. and uh, you know these are these are higher you know more successfully syndicated quote-unquote boutique pedal companies this one's definitely more boutique than right. the last one we talked about I'd but say. They, both uh, of them are but they, they're both right they're finding big fans and like large audiences mm. but still they're boutique in the the sense that it's not boss or you know a lot of the major companies i still love that still we the do the tone throne and we just describe this pedal and then we do we don't show you it at you can't all. hear yeah. it anything of what it could possibly do we should probably provide links to no, people no, i just want, want them to, to imagine what it is and just buy and it right not be able to hear any i want to describe sample. it so well that you just buy it anyway <laughs> which is what you're, you're doing a great job okay good and if you listen on the first episode you heard a lot of guitar center talk so this is kind of our it's our gc moment. see guitar center couldn't even Touch they this could pedal. Not they wouldn't even this. get. They they'll never get one. No. They'll never have one there. No. It's too boutique. It is too boutique, which is why it's important to you know even have the guitar center conversation too, because these boutique companies such as Erica Sense and mm -hmm. uh, what was it uh, the last Ninja episode? Tune? No, oh, last oh, uh, episode. Walrus the audio. Walrus Audio, mm -hmm. right? The Fathom Reverb. Uh, these are companies that are you know, getting on a lot of boards out there and like getting a lot of good press and whatnot. But it's so much more important to highlight this stuff than it is your average run of the mill. Like this is your starter pedal, like the Digitech multi-effects processor. That I just got had. this red whammy. It's like the other whammy, but it's red. But it's red and so it, it has really one cool. more octave down that yeah. I'll never use. Yeah. I've been using the D-Tune on it. I don't think it does anything. <laughs> No one has any idea what we're talking about right now. Minus yeah, well, that's the tone. The throne. gearheads. That's why we put it at the end because you can just check out. You can check out the throne. You could become invested or curious. Like even for music listeners out there, mm -hmm. please, if you come, if you if you don't play, 
and you only listen to music and you get to the tone thrown segment of goat parade like make sure that you do some research on what we're talking about because these are tools that help the musicians and bands and artists that you love craft a sound so go a little deeper on it you know like understand what happens both alive and in the studio to create these effects and why it's so important for us or perceptively so important for us to be able to like create a unique and individualistic sound with a combination of tools that we all have you know what i should do whatever pedal we talk about i should buy it and then put our tone throne segment through it and then just and then we can mess with that. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it won't well, sound good or, comp- or uh, at all comprehensible. Uh, luckily but, for you, Cam, you have very expensive taste. So, <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna get me a Ninja Tune in Erica since Zen Delay sent to us for free. Hopefully, if you're listening to this, either Ninja it is Tune a cool combination too. That uh, you know, it's a it's a label, as you said, a dance label, a dance label, uh, which is it, combining with with a synth company to make a guitar slash synth pedal so you know it's it's pretty interesting to also people who you know who have a preference for the label ninja tune and the artists both musician and listeners to go out get the pedal and be able to recreate some of the sounds that they're known for yeah like best in the genre you know right and um, all these new sounds that you can now do with the zen delay speaking of thank you very much erica sense and ninja tune for putting this pedal out and that could segue into something much more interesting what label would you like to have put out a very specific instrument for to recreate some of their legendary sounds like an epitaph records overdrive or uh what, what's the ryan green produced sounding overdrive right for, or, or like the, the 4ad the, the 4ad like chorus delay modulator right or you know oh, wow, what would you choose a, that's a fantastic question I don't the know. the Matador Interpol special, right? Where you could strum a G chord, but it would still just be a single note string being plucked, right? Like everything. I think I'm going to take note. the um, the Domino Records Animal Collective Super Shifter. Wow. Okay. Explain, every time, every that. time you turn it on, it's a new sound. <laughs> it's annoyinger than the and last. It never repeats itself. It, it, it never repeats no, the same. You never get twice. that. Sometimes they're great. You never hear it again. <laughs> I'd I don't buy even that know pedal. If they were on um, we should also start GoFundMe's or Kickstarters for all of these hypothetical. Yeah. What, what would you? What pedals. would you want? Um, I'd probably do. God, what's? Oh, first of all, you have to answer the question: What's your favorite label? Favorite label? I don't know. I mean, being from the Northwest, I just have a lot of um, nostalgia and love for sub pop. Of course. Okay, so let's think of a sub pop pedal. It would be. It would definitely be a gain reverb. It would be a combination of the two. It would be a double pedal, a huge gain, and a boost, actually, with a reverb involved. Maybe there's a chorus? Maybe there's a chorus on it, too. Maybe it's actually a multi-effects processor for <laughs> sad boss and awesome... <laughs> for sad and awesome post-punk music. Yeah. Um, I would do the Capitol Records... <laughs> 
uh, you're getting shelved special. So it's a kill switch pedal. So you so basically to emulate the feeling of signing with Capitol Records, right. thinking that your whole life is going to change only to turn on the pedal and you get no signal from it, period. They're shelving your record. They own you for the next five, but they don't even want to put out any of your subsequent records. So, so now you have nothing going for you. So guitar it's just a cool, in the dark with no sound? It's a kill switch, baby. It's the Capitol Records special. That's what the pedal's called. It's worth buying, though. It's got that Capitol Records logo. It's in you the feel shape really good of the building. It. It's, it's actually, the... yeah, you have to crush the all <laughs> See, that's 10 a cool looking pedal. Yeah, People, it is. I mean, yeah, you'll be, you, the kill switch will be on. You're not going to sound like anything. No, but everybody in the matter. audience is going to be like, he's got the Capitol Dude, that's art. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's signed to Capitol. <laughs> that's why we can't hear anything. <laughs> they own him. We'll never hear this guy's music ever oh. again. Congratulations. That's great. Well, those hypothetical pedals are also... A great addition, to and the you can go. Thing. You can uh, you can witness all of them in their glory at www.gofundme.com/slash/goatparade/hypothetical. I'm not label starting pedals. That. I am. Okay, great. that's that's my homework for that's the week. I gave them the password. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's it for uh, for this episode. Thanks. Dude, that was a really good episode. Yeah, that was fun. Cam and I are so happy to have you here. Whoever's listening, yes, thank you thanks so you much for, for anyone who is listening to the Goat Parade. Thank you, Travis. For Travis, for the interview. Yeah. Incredibly enlightening interview. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we'll be back with side A of uh, March. Of March. Yeah. And, Which yeah. is your turn again oh, to pick the list. list. Here oh, we go. Boy. I think I'm going to do best song, Bridges. Okay. Wow. That's So the next episode is going to be five hours long. Because <laughs> that's something we could talk about forever. I don't know. It's going to take a lot of research because... Well, then there's going to be a lot of arguing between who's right and wrong All next right, episode. Good. I would love Just that. Tune in next right. time on the Go Parade 2.0. Thank you, Cam, host, everybody. Round of applause. All right, all right, Cameron, all right. Thank you, Al. Thank you, Al. We'll see you next time on the Go Parade.